The Independent Police Complaints Commission, which is investigating the death of Leon Briggs, has the power to call in the decision. The chairman of the panel, Fiona Chapman, says the episode exposes the naivety of some commissioners. A lot of them have been thrown into the job uh, with no training and they've suddenly got an enormous learning curve. I hope that they will learn from his, Ollie's mistake just as much as he has. The Labour leader, Ed Miliband, is to set out more details of his plans to increase competition in the banking industry. He wants the big five high street banks to sell off some of their branches. Discussions over plans to expand or create gypsy and traveller sites in central Bedfordshire took place yesterday afternoon. Councillors were told that there are plans for 66 pitches, which would each have room for one family. Richard Williams reports. The councillors gave their backing to 15 pitches at the controversial site by the A6 at Barton Clay and also backed the expansion of an existing site at the edge of the village to a total of 13 pitches. But they agreed to remove plans for a site at Potton. They backed other plans for Fairfield, Tingrith and Caddington. A full council meeting will discuss the proposals further at the end of the month. Police in Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire carried out speed checks yesterday. One driver was stopped doing 105 miles per hour on the M1. When stopped, he admitted to playing in his new car. On the A41 in Berkhamsted, a driver was recorded as going at 94 miles per hour in heavy rain. In football and the FA Cup third round, Watford are through after a 2-0 win at home to Bristol City, but the MK Dons were knocked out by a 3-1 defeat by Wigan. Luton Town were knocked out of the FA Trophy after losing 1-0 to Cambridge. And in last night's League One game, Stevenage won 2-0 at home to Swindon. The weather, mist and patchy rain will clear to leave a largely cloudy day with some brighter intervals this afternoon, temperatures up to 10 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Apologise. I'm having a chat with Tony Fisher. Tony, do you mind if I start now? Is that yeah, all right? crack on. So I've not seen him in the morning for a long time, and we're having a little catch up. Yes. Nice to see nice you. Nice to see you. To see you, nice. Uh, I'll have a chat with you in a second. Morning. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots coming up on the show this morning, including a 64-year-old Bedford woman's been reduced to living in a tent after a long-running council tax row. Well, Marilyn Robinson White and her daughter were on benefit, so they assumed they were wrong. They, sorry, they assumed they were exempt. <laughs> what <are> you <laughs> Tony! Shall I do it again? Start again. OK, all right, hang on a second. Let's, let's start this again. Hang on a second. Let's, this, this never happened. This is just the rehearsal. Right, OK, here we go. Right, ready? A 64-year-old Bedford woman. Don't give what you give me the look for. Have I written it wrong? Or no, is it just I read you it. You being daft. I read it wrong. Oh, I've got to start again now. Don't stop. Stop pointing the fingers at me. For goodness' sakes! Right, right. It's obviously my effect. Deep breath. Are we ready, <laughs> everybody? 
I'm ready. Go. Kelly? Do you want me to do the bit at the back hello of the news so it feels yes. real? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, and that's your latest BBC Three Counties Radio. Here we go. A 64-year-old woman's been reduced to living in a tent after a long-running council tax row. Marilyn Robinson-White and her daughter were on benefits, so assumed they were exempt. When their bill arrived, they thought it was a clerical error. They thought wrong. One down, two to go. Bedfordshire's Crime Commissioner, Ollie Martins, is in hot water after admitting leaking information about the custody death of a Luton man to a member of the Home Office. He's been given a written reprimand and says he's considered resigning. Well, he's coming in later on. One more, one more. And a couple are being taken to court for taking their kids out of school to go on holiday. Now, I know it's more expensive to get away once school's out, but is that just tough? Or is there a problem? I don't see a problem necessarily with taking your kids out during school holiday. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Send me a text, 81333. Start your text, 3CR. Or give me a call, 08459 455555. Woo! Yes! No, you got it wrong. We got it! We got it! You got it wrong. This what? This is BBC Three Counties Radio. You said you don't see there's anything wrong with taking your kids out during the school holiday. No, I didn't say you that. You did say that. No, I didn't I say that. tape. I did not say that. What you'd written here, you'd written my opinion was that uh, uh, it's unacceptable to take them out during the school holiday. No, I asked a question. No, you didn't. You, well, you, you did. You can take your school kids on holiday during the, during the holidays. holidays. That's fine. That's, that's fine. That's okay. Do you want to start again? <laughs> Flipping it. You, it's, it's, uh, God, blimey. Okay. I, I, I'm going to have to back Catherine up here. You better listen to the tape back after the show. Yeah, you could be embarrassed. A 64-year-old Bedford woman... <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Deary me. Come on, listen. One thing I've learned working in radio is breakfast is not the place for fun and laughs, okay, Tony? All right? It really isn't. So let's just knock that on the head. Now, serious story that you've been looking into. This is your chance to shine, young man. A 64 year old Bedford woman is living in a tent after being evicted as the result of a council tax row. Marilyn Robinson White and her daughter were on benefits, so thought there'd been a a clerical error when their bill arrived. Turns out that was wishful thinking. And now, after more than 20 court hearings, they've been hit with a legal bill of £50,000. Well, our reporter Tony Fisher's been looking into this. It's an incredible story. How did this all start? Legal bill, £50,000. The amount of council tax, unpaid council tax, is merely £5,500. Wow. So uh, there's obviously been a problem here. They thought they were exempt. She said she was exempt because of her age. She did have a very ill husband who died of a brain tumour um, in 2011. They say this made no difference uh, to the council tax dispute, which started back in 2006. Now, I've no doubt that they were exempt. I've seen the document saying up to 2000, except they were exempt from paying council tax. But what happened in 2006 isn't totally clear. They yep. say that the council sent them a council tax bill as they... They weren't on income support anymore. They said they were. They got the evidence. They sent it. They went in person to the council, showed them proof that they were on income support. Um, but the council said, that's all very well. Um, don't worry. Uh, we'll, we'll look into it. Um, but the bills kept coming. Oh. So 
a problem. Um, this is Sarah Louise Robinson. Uh, this is the daughter of Marilyn, and this is, in her words, how it all started. Well, it was just a simple error where they cancelled the maximum council tax benefit mm-hmm. on their reason on the document says, reason for billing income support stopped. Income support never did stop. Uh, my father was on disability benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in addition to that, subsequent to the error, we immediately obtained a letter from the Department of Works and Pensions and forwarded to Bever Borough Council that confirmed in writing income support had not stopped and did not cease. But they still failed to com- amend the error. So the dispute seems to centre around whether they supplied all the correct documentation. That is, that is essentially it. They insist they did. The council say they didn't. That is really what it comes down to. Um, they told me that they said that the mayor told them a form wasn't filled in properly. Uh, he told them that they say they hadn't applied the appropriate application form for the council tax benefit. As I say, they insist they did. Um, they say they, they have got the proof. They, In fact, they uncovered the proof from the borough council under a data protection request. Um, and I've seen that form but whether that form is the whole truth or whether they didn't supply the additional paperwork it's not clear um anyway this is again sarah the daughter saying they did complete the form and they did have the proof um we said we did complete it they kept saying no you didn't so in the end and a request was made you told me you brought it round exactly i've got it in front i've got the copy in front of us and um the actual form was actually disclosed to us from Beffer Borough Council under a data protection request. Mm. And the judge pointed that out as well. But, so, um, so the proof in discretion. Mm. So you've delivered the proof to say that you're still exactly. receiving, in, you, were, you were still entitled to income yes, support exactly. and, and therefore you were exempt yeah. from paying council yeah. tax. Yeah. And you supplied that proof to the council. Yes. Uh, they seem to have lost it in inverted mm-hmm. commas, mm-hmm. but you've managed to obtain it under yeah. a data protection. Yes. Yeah. yes. So, but uh, Bedford Borough, I, and I said they lost it in inverted commas. Well, I'll clarify that. Bedford Borough Council say they didn't supply all the right documentation. As I say, perhaps they supplied the right document, but not the proof with it. Um, there's 23 court hearings. We've had three high court hearings. They've consistently sided with the council. Now, most normal people would have paid the unpaid council tax, uh, but not them. I mean, this is like a long-running stalemate. Um, Why have they ended up bankrupt? Well, basically, in order for the council to get the uh, unpaid council tax back, they had to issue a bankruptcy order. That was the only way they could do it um, to get the £5,000. As for the £50,000, that's legal costs. There's further monies due to the trustee in bankruptcy, other people. They say that could be up to £80,000 as a result of just £5,000 worth of unpaid council tax. There is an issue, and the council uh, have admitted they were at fault in that they mixed up the daughter's national insurance Mm -hmm. number with the mother's. So that didn't help matters. Um, And they say that is partly the reason why they've been made, uh, made, made bankrupt, because obviously the daughter's national insurance number doesn't concur with the the mothers who is on benefits or was on benefits and was receiving pension credit Um, and if you are on benefits in theory they say um, you can't be made bankrupt but anyway it's all ended up with them at the bottom of their garden they're relying on neighbours help for hot water food that sort of thing neighbours have bought them a tent without that they'd have no shelter at all it's been raining overnight she's a 64 year old woman daughter's in her 30s she's been on job seekers allowance it's not a good situation for anyone to be in and the irony of it is is that the council are just going to have to find them somewhere else to live and that's going to cost end up costing the state even more money um, and this is their message to the council i'd like to say that um, nothing's ever too late i just want to 
go back into my home. Just go back into my home. That I can't think of anything else to say. It's not mentally survivable what's happened here. Um, we're sitting on our allotment, looking at our house. Mm. Just a, a, a fraction from the back, mm. from the back gate. Mm. I don't know if you have anything. Well, I just reiterate that. Shock, I'm, I'm in shock. And, and, so am I, yeah. Sitting here, yeah. it's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Looking at our beautiful home. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm just lost for words. I can see the council have sent a very long statement. Can you summarise it, Tony? What do they say? Basically, they say they that they've been backed up by the courts, the high courts. Um, you know, the council tax, as I say, was five thousand five hundred pounds. Dates back to two thousand and six, as I've been saying. Uh, and they are they're wrong, and they've they've had to take them to court. They're in they, they've been they've been made bankruptcy. Uh, their house has been taken out of their hands. Um, you know they've got to sell their possessions. Um, but the council say they've tried to help them. Yep. They don't want to see them in this situation. Uh, on numerous occasions, they say they've offered advice to them. Uh, they've chosen not to accept the advice. Uh, this has led to the current circumstances, and housing officers still trying to offer help and advice, and they're not taking it. Um, Intransigent would be uh, a mild way of putting their um, their situation, their predicament. Tony Fisher, thank you very much for uh, for that and for just your general ambiance that you bring to the studio. It's much appreciated. Thank you. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call on that, you can also go to facebook.com forward slash BBC three CR, uh, or you can send me a text eight one three double three. Start your text three CR. Uh, we'll be talking later on in the show about this this uh, family. The couple were fined for taking their children on holiday during the school term. There, we've got it right at last. I don't see anything particularly wrong with that. I sometimes think that going abroad on a holiday, it's, you're going to learn more from that than a week at school, aren't you? Catherine? What, Magaluf? Where are you taking them? Well, I don't, I don't know. Let's, how old are these? Cavos. Sorry? They're going to Cavos. Cavos. Cavos is a very uh, exciting... No, they've gone to Rhodes. Rhodes. Rhodes, a Greek island. Fantastic. The culture, the food, <laughs> the wonderful weather, all of those things. He's 13 years old. One of them's six, one of them's 13. One 13, of them's... is that GCSE years? Well... Catherine, we'll if I don't make think... up for it afterwards, yeah. that'll be all right. I don't think it teaches kids the right things about their responsibilities. The, lo- the battle lines have been drawn, dear listener. I think it's kind of all right to take your kids out of school for a week or two. Catherine Boyle uh, vehemently disagrees. Kelly Betts is raising her hand. Kelly Betts. Also, as a child, um, if you are taken on holiday out of school, t- out of school, uh, out whatever, um, uh, you're without kids. That literally makes no sense. Anybody? Oh eight four five nine four double five five off of anybody. No, you've had your no, you've had your chance. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's very wet out there at the moment. Lots of surface water on the cameras, especially on the M40. Still some problems left over from flooding in Aston Road. The Chinner Road is closed between the A40 and Chinner. This is Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you. Kelly Kelly thinks she's got it now. What were you trying to say? What I mean is, as a child, and when you're not in... When you're out of school, when you're on holiday... Okay, thank you very much indeed. Not a clue, not a clue. There's something in the air this morning. Six 
8.16. It's Wednesday the 15th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A 64-year... Oh, I'm looking at the wrong thing. I do apologise. There we go. Let's try there. A woman from Bedford who ran up a huge legal bill over a council tax row is now having to live in a tent. The Police and Crime Commissioner for Bedfordshire has been reprimanded for revealing confidential information into the death of a man in police custody. In football, Watford beat Bristol City to get through to the fourth round of the FA, FA Cup, while MK Dons were knocked out by Wigan. The weather, mild but rather cloudy with a little bit of rain. 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. say is as a child if you're off school during the holiday no during the Roberto Peroni we'll talk about your partner's annoying habits this after a woman filed for divorce after just one week I, I know I, I snore and I snore badly but I can't help it Roberto Peroni it's Friday why am I even bothering to go to work today you've got to you never know when a dome board suddenly appears in front of you and you've got to dive in you need a lot of love a bit of patience to keep a relationship going sometimes you have to turn a blind eye Roberto Peroni weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio I don't see a problem with taking your kids out of school for a week or two weeks if they're going to go and see the world. There's not a problem with that. And I'm not turning either of your microphones on. A, because Catherine... Oh, I feel so sorry for your husband. A, because Catherine's going to talk nonsense. And B, because Kelly Betts is going to talk nonsense. I'm the only one talking sense today. That's a worrying start. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five. Uh Red. 
I love that song. I've never seen the film. I need to. I need to get the film. So a man who falls in love with a. From what I can remember, a gentleman knocks champagne over a computer. It then becomes sentient, and um, they have a love affair. And this was like in the eighties. This was in the eighties before we'd even thought of Tesco home shopping. How, much, how long did he have to run the tape before it had loaded up? Well, that's that's the problem. You see, that's the problem. Kelly, want to have another stab at what you were saying? Yes, basically, if you are a child and you are taken on holiday during term time, yes. you have no other kids to play with. It's boring. You might as well stay in school. They're with their brothers and sisters, so that. that... Yeah, what if you're a lonely child, an only child? <laughs> Deary me, I, I don't know what's going on this morning. Uh, on to slightly more serious things. Bedfordshire's Police and Crime Commissioner has admitted leaking confidential information about the death of a man held in custody in Luton. Ollie Martins has been given a written reprimand from the Police and Crime Panel after discussing the Leon Briggs case with a member of the Home Office. He says he's considered resigning over it. We can cross now to our political reporter, Paul Scoynes. Paul, you were at the panel yesterday. What happened? Well, Ian, the meeting was held in private. Uh, the panel said they did that because of the sort of sensitive nature of some of the information they were discussing. So the whole meeting was held in private. So us members of the press were trooped out just as soon as the meeting started and made to wait outside. Uh, and shortly after that, the commissioner left and uh, it was about 20 minutes that he gave evidence to the committee. Um you know, afterwards uh, we were able to speak to some of the panellists and uh, we, we learned that the Commissioner was contrite about his actions and had apologised for them. We were also told as well uh, that he had considered uh, his position, not in the meeting though, that had been not sort of really discussed and the panel hadn't called for him to resign. Um, but what the panel was, was, was angry and, and disappointed by that decision to leak that information to a friend at the Home Office who then told somebody else so it was really the sort of case that it was passed on to a, a number of people uh, and and then the police got wind of it Bedfordshire police got wind of it and and considered the matter important enough to refer that to the independent police complaints commission but a slight confusion Ian insofar that the IPCC who are themselves investigating the Leon Briggs death uh, anyway, um, said, well, thanks for the information. We can't officially investigate it until it comes from the panel. There's a protocol, you know, we've, we've got to do things the right way. Um, and, and the panel were led to believe that the, the IPCC already knew about it, so didn't refer it on. So what they did was effectively give Ollie Martins a bit of a slap wrist oh. uh, and say, don't do it again. Um, uh, and there was a bit of sort of toing and froing after uh, after I called the IPCC and said, well, have you been officially notified? And the IPCC said, no, we haven't. We're waiting the, the results of this, uh, <laughs> you know, this panel meeting. And the panel meeting had said, well, the IPCC are already aware of it. So there was some slight confusion um, uh, it, about whether or not you know they, they were actually officially told um i spoke to the chairman of the uh, of the police and crime panel which of course is the body which oversees and, and sort of holds the pcc to account that's fiona chapman and she began to uh, tell me why ollie martins was appearing in front of the panel we have kept in touch with them and in communication with them all along and they know what we are doing and we will tell them what we have done We've spoken to the IPCC and they tell us that they cannot receive a complaint 
about a police commissioner from the police. It has to come from the panel, and as a result of that, they are waiting on the results of today's panel meeting to, do, to, to see what happens next. So they, as far as they're concerned, haven't been notified or referred you know, about this case officially. I think we wanted to deal with this ourselves first. And why do it behind closed doors then? If, if, if there's no open way of looking at this, there's no independence, do you not worry that there's a, a degree of uh, this being decided behind the scenes? No, I don't think so. Uh, it, it, it is a matter of very great importance about um, confidential information and I think it should be behind closed doors. I'm personally a great one for having everything as open as possible. But on this occasion, I think it was right to do it behind closed doors. And what will this uh, sort of reprimand say? Just that, really. Uh, Don't do uh, it again? Yes, yes. It's a bit of a slap on the wrist for passing confidential information around, isn't it? It is a bit of a slap on the wrist, yes. Uh, it's about the only sort of thing that we could do. Uh, it's as, uh, it is, but it is a serious reprimand, and, and, therefore, and it's a written reprimand. So I, I think it's quite... I'm sure that the Commissioner will take it seriously. Paul, it sounds like a big deal to me. Is it a big deal? It's, it is, I think it is quite a big deal. I mean, it's a, there's only a number of PCCs up and down the country, and bear in mind that they're only sort of a year or so into their jobs now, but um, there's only a few who've actually received this level of, of sort of criticism and this level of, of kind of almost uh, punishment, if you like. I mean, you know, it is, as she said, the, probably the most serious uh, sort of uh, judgment that, that a panel can hand down, apart from suspending them. They can only suspend a PCC if that PCC is charged with offence which carries a prison sentence of more than two years. Well, you know, he hasn't been charged, he hasn't been arrested, you know, from what we understand, the police haven't even investigated this. What the IPCC can do is they can overrule that committee. They can say, well, we're going to launch our own investigation. We feel it's in the public interest to do so. Um, We're not sure whether or not the IPCC are at that stage that they're going to consider doing that. That's all we know that the powers that they they could perhaps do. And that could be then, again, quite embarrassing for Ollie Martins, because it would certainly you know, open up this case in a little bit more detail. We certainly will probably hear a bit more about it. Certainly what was was frustrating for us, and, and, and I think you know, members of the public and the press could understand that you know there are some sensitive details that have been discussed about this case there are you know clearly confidential items that are part of an ongoing investigation we understand that we don't need to hear those however all the other things about why he passed those details on the reason he did it who he passed them to you know what the motivation for doing that was they weren't heard in public and i think that's the frustrating thing is that if the only chapman might talk about you know wanting an open uh, process but this is about as far from an open process as you can get so uh, i think there's still a lot of questions to answer and he himself in his statement says i'm very sorry i learned a lesson and so on but i think for some people that that just isn't enough well ollie's coming on the show a little bit later on paul so we'll certainly put those points and more to him thank you very much indeed political reporter Paul Scoynes, 08459 455 555 if you want to have your say on that or any of the things we're talking about this morning. Particularly keen to hear from you. If you have taken your kids out of school during term time to take them on holiday. It's actually getting a little bit tense here at 3CR Towers. I think... 
I kind of think it's okay. You take them out for a week, two weeks, I might be pushing it a bit. You take them out for a week, I think that's not, I don't see a problem with that. You can learn more from going on holiday than, than sometimes than you can in a classroom. So would you take them out for a day trip? Sorry? Would you take them out for an informative day trip? Why are you saying it in that sarcastic tone? <laughs> because it's just an extended day trip. It's a ho- Kelly? I have a thought. Oh. If, say, your child is ill for a week, they don't learn anything anyway. So it's like them being ill but on holiday. She really... Can we... I mean, <laughs> adding literally nothing to this debate, Catherine. Can you... I'm going to go to the travel with Alice. Could you have a word with her? A little one, yeah. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> Travel news for bears, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Things starting to get a little busy now in Bricketwood on the north orbital at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. Still very wet out there, lots of surface water showing up on the cameras. In Aston Rowan, Chinner Road is closed between the A40 and Chinner because of flooding. Public transport, no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Jane Killick. A 64-year-old woman from Bedford is having to live in a tent after being evicted from her home because of a long-running row over her council tax bill. Marilyn Robinson-White and her daughter believed they were exempt as they were on benefits and the bill had been sent in error. Bedfordshire's Police and Crime Commissioner could face further sanctions after he admitted giving away confidential information about a death in custody in Luton. The county's Police and Crime panel gave Ollie Martins a written reprimand. Central Bedfordshire councillors have given the backing to 15 gypsy and traveller sites. They include the controversial site by the A6 at barton Clay, but plans for a site at Potton have been dropped. The weather, a mostly cloudy day with some bright intervals this afternoon and a high of 10 Celsius. On to sport and in football, Watford are through to the fourth round of the FA Cup after a 2-0 win at home to Bristol City last night. Marco Farioni and Lewis McGowan scored the goals. Hornets goalkeeping coach Alec Chamberlain was pleased with the result. Pleased to get through after uh, difficult starts to the game again, really. But uh, in the end, I think uh, we just had that little extra bit of quality, especially uh, uh, in the last third, and uh, you know we made our chances pay. And Watford will face either Blackburn or Manchester City in the fourth round. Milton Keynes Dons were knocked out of the third round of the FA Cup after losing 3-1 at home to Wigan after extra time. But the shock in the FA Cup last night was non-league side Kidderminster getting through to the fourth round by beating League One side Peterborough 3-2. The win means they will play at Premier League side Sunderland next. In League One, Stevenage won 2-0 at home to Swindon. Lucas Atkins and Felipe Moraes scored the goals. The borough manager, Graham Wesley, was delighted with the much-needed three points and clean sheet. Yeah, we worked hard tonight. I think uh, you could see a response from the side. We're bottom of the league going into the game. We're written off by everybody. Um, odds are stacked against us. But uh, you know what we're all about. We're not about laying down, and I'm sure we won't. And Luton Town were knocked out of the FA Trophy second round last night after losing 1-0 at home to Cambridge. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. I'll be back with a full bulletin at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Stupid thing for a football player to say, well, you know what we're like, we're not all about lying down. No, you're not. You're about running around playing football, hopefully. And why do you keep lowering your chair? You've done it twice since you've been in this studio with me. It's not low enough, clearly. It doesn't go any lower. 
Why are you yeah, doing do that? Do... Are you trying to play... Is it like that film Secretary? Are you trying to play power games or something? <laughs> no, surely I'll be doing this. But you like... Anyway. <laughs> but I like this. <laughs> Stop it. It's putting... Now, listen, seriously, I'm getting annoyed with you this morning because yeah, normally you can't quite often speak sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, today you're... now. You're not. You're speaking rubbish. There is nothing wrong. We'll, we'll address the details of this story in a bit. There is nothing wrong with taking your children out of school for a week, two weeks, it's debatable. A week, definitely, not a problem, and taking them on holiday. In term time. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's why it's called term time. It's It's a week. It's a term. It's It's a a sentence. You should be serving your time. It's a week of, what, 12, 13 years? For goodness sakes, they're going to go and see a bit of the world or they're going to go and see a little bit of Bogner. Whatever. They're going to learn what... They're going to get life experience. But they're also learning that mum and dad don't really think school's that important. Not as important as sitting around in your pants for a week. No, they're not. They're not. They're going to see things. Learning. Crocodile club. Ooh, he's going to follow me. Education. Let's do the choc- chocolate latte a, dance. You're being, I nearly swore then. I nearly said you're being a... But you are. It's Education is not just about what you can get from books and what... what no, some, it's about self-discipline and oh, wait, turning up and knowing your responsibilities. Oh, wait, 459 455 555 is the telephone number. You know I'm speaking sense on this. Taking your kids out for a week, two weeks from term time, not a problem at all. Odd day to Alton Towers, a bit cheaper, isn't Although it? Although there is an argument, you could, could end up... Like this. Hmm? Hello? You see, that's that that, that that is the possible problem.
It's a very strange fade out to a record, isn't it? I don't remember that from the original. No, must, must be, be the remix. Must be the remix to Ignition, hot and fresh from the kitchen. Morning, Justin. Good morning, boss. So listen, mm. do you have a problem with parents taking their kids out of school for a week or two weeks? Absolutely not. Tell because, me why. Uh, when I was younger, um, I was taken out of school for a week. I went to Florida. I experienced the world. It was absolutely was it fantastic. Disney World? Yes, it was. Not just Disney World, but I experienced the culture of a different country. And still to this day, I Disney talk world, about America. Disney World is technically not a country. <laughs> Listen, oh. when you go to a different country, you experience their culture. Plus, you experience their customer service. Still to this day, the <laughs> customer service... Customer service in America cannot be beaten. It can't. Oh, Justin, thanks for proving my point. No, no, no not at all. Not no, at all. Not, you're right, you're right. I, I would love to have gone to America. I, I went to holiday when I was in school on term time. Mm. I went to Swanage. I saw Corfe Castle. Um, and um, some arcades, and I saw. So I learnt stuff. I experienced stuff. Yes. I bonded with my family. Yes, yes, exactly. The reason we're talking about this, there is. Let me do the story. Couple who took their children out of school for a week's holiday in Rhodes could face jail. Ridiculous. Absolutely Stuart ridiculous. Stuart and Natasha Sutherland will appear at Telford's Magistrate Court. Couple refused to pay initial three hundred and sixty pounds fine after holiday at the end of September. Um, penalty then doubled to 720 Now the week long break costs up to £2,000 And the pair could be jailed You see the problem is Ian oh, If you're talking about four weeks Obviously that, that's clearly wrong But yeah. uh, the, the way things stand with holiday companies A number of parents They cannot afford to take their children out During the school holidays Because you know what they do They double the price yeah. That then means the children They miss out So the only alternative is To take the children out during school time hey, So hey, they can no, experience the culture There's another alternative Go on Don't go on holiday Oh, oh come on. We didn't go children on holiday every year when I was a kid. We didn't go on holiday every year. We didn't go on holiday every year. But so, you save up. How about that? The family booked the holiday in October 2012 before the new guidelines were put into force. Uh, before they went away, the couple were warned they each risked a £60 fine for taking their six-year-old son, Keen, their daughters, Sean, 13, and Rhiannon, 15, on the break. Mr Sutherland, 39, who works for the Ministry of Defence Guard Service, said the family struggled to fit in a regular holiday and were desperate to get away. Mm. I've got every sympathy with parents, but that's just my view. And you're not even a parent and you're speaking more sense than some people, <laughs> some so-called parents. I just think mm. it's great. You know, when I think about my family holiday, you know, back in, I think it was, what, 1993 or something like that? Uh, when I think about that family holiday, that still, to me, has very, very special memories. It's something that I won't forget. Had that have been a holiday during uh, the, the summer holidays, we wouldn't have gone. We wouldn't have experienced that because it would have been too expensive no, for no, the family. No, no, no. Wouldn't it have been just a holiday, oh. the same holiday the following year? No, no, no not at all. Because yeah, we, we couldn't it. have... No, my family couldn't have afforded to, to pay those prices because they were go. so steep. That's Here, this is from the, the, the um, Mail Online, OK, which is always a great source for news, um, and sometimes boobs. Uh, <laughs> but these are the comments. From China Girl, who is in Beijing. I didn't realise prison schools were the norm in the UK. That's from someone in China! <laughs> Liz, uh, Lynn in Bromley. It's a pity schools aren't this worried about children, children losing education when they call their strikes. Oh, good point. Yeah, hit the teachers. Justin, could you do us a favour? Yes. Get the word on the street, please. Absolutely. I shall go to a school later on and speak to parents and find out exactly what they've got to say. Would they be tempted uh, to risk it despite the fines, of course? Excellent stuff, Justin. Speak to you later on. 08459 455 555 if you want to give us a call on that. I just don't think parents... <laughs> 
children needing a broad holiday every single year. It's no, the parents. And often it's more expensive to stay at home. So just don't go away. Sorry, stay at home for, for the holidays. Who, who said every single year? Who's th- this family here, they struggle so to have what, holidays. So, you know, you don't go that year and you save up. That, oh, what let's happened pay, to that where people put money away? Let's pay three times the amount to go away in August, shall we? Well, it's going to be really busy. It's not three times the amount. It's the amount. It's, if there's no other option, it's the amount. And you know things are more expensive when you've got kids, but it's just part of the deal. Unbelievable. 08459 five, five, five is the uh, phone number. Catherine, what have you spotted in the papers? Loads of stuff. Of course, on the front pages, it's three very famous faces on most of the newspapers. Yes. Uh, the son have gone with someone from One Direction. Stood on the top of a tall building. Yeah, in a video. Oh, for goodness Catherine. sakes. I've been stupid. One Direction's Liam Payne defies death as he balances on a fully exposed ledge outside the 34th floor of a plush apartment block. What, uh, he was doing that after a party. Oh, dearie me. Well done. Took a risk at a party. Um, and f- most of the papers talking about Bill Roach, David Lee Travis and Rolf Harris, who are all... Um, it's odd. Now, obviously, we can't talk about the cases, and I wouldn't wish to at this stage. But they're all denying all charges. Uh, it's odd that they're all happening on the same... They happen on the same day. Is that, that can't be coincidence. Is that coincidence? How does the legal system work? I've literally no idea. Anyway, we can't talk about that, but, but we will do is when they uh, develop further. That's what's in most of the papers. I find it interesting as well, looking at how um, some papers are celebrating and some deriding the uh, for, is it 40th birthday of uh, Kate Moss? Oh yes, I'm saying doesn't she look rough now? Yeah, the, uh, paper, no. the Daily Mail saying, oh, you know, she's 40 and doesn't she look it? Well, meanwhile, the Guardian are looking at her best bits. And also, can I say this Francois Hollande story? Yes, he's a um, um, let's say an unattractive man. Yeah, the two women in his life. Poor, poor, wowzers. They is hot, and the isn't one they? That was no slouch either. What's he got that uh, I ain't got? I don't know. Is it is it the power thing? I know some women are attracted to that. It's an odd one, isn't it? Because he, the, he's, the, you know, with the greatest respect, he's a, he's a short, bald old man. Maybe he's hilarious. Yeah, that could be it. Oh, wait, 459 four double five five double five. What has Hollande got that I haven't got? And also, taking your kids out of school during term time. There's nothing wrong with it, is there? Yes. Stop it. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. M25 starting to look busy anti-clockwise now, building up around Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Also starting to look busy around Junction 25 for Enfield. In Bricketwood, the North Orbital is heavy at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. Public transport, no reported problems. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. Right, 6.46, it's Wednesday the 15th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A woman from Bedford who ran up a huge legal bill over a council tax row is now having to live in a tent. The Police and Crime Commissioner for Bedfordshire says he's learnt his lesson after being reprimanded for giving away confidential information. In football, Luton Town have knocked out the FA have been knocked out of the FA Trophy in a 1-0 home defeat by Cambridge. Coming up, we'll be taking your calls on whether it's acceptable to take your kids out of school during term time. 08459 455 555. Before that, though, let's get the weather. Here's Kate Kinsella. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Good morning. Well, it's a rather misty and murky start to the day, particularly in parts of Hertfordshire and Buckinghamshire. There's a bit of mist actually everywhere you go, but it's just a little bit thicker out towards the Chilterns. So if you are heading in, it can need it on the roads. However, it's not going to stay around all day. The drizzle, unfortunately, is. Outbreaks of rain will continue and accompanied by a bit of a breeze as well. But every cloud has a silver lining. Because of all this mist and the murk, it's actually going to feel a little bit milder than it has done. The temperature we could see getting up to around 10, maybe 11 Celsius later on this afternoon. The rain continues overnight, perhaps a little more persistent, some heavier bursts in there as well, but it keeps things, again, in single figures. So frost-free overnight tonight, the minimum down to around 6 or 7 Celsius. For tomorrow, the rain turns a little more showery, one or two sharp ones mixed in. Again, a gusty breeze associated with those showers, but temperatures should stay in double figures with a maximum of 11 Celsius. That's your forecast. Every weekday morning from nine, the JVS Show. Well, whose fault is it that there are so many fat people in this country? It's a horrible word. Jonathan Vernon-Smith. But why do you want to kind of tiptoe around the issue? People are people. People aren't fat just because they're big. Tackling your consumer problems. Over the last few months, I've been palmed off every few days. There are some absolute rogues out there yeah. in the car industry. Tim, I'm going to send uh, Wayne in yes, to you. Let's get some detail and we'll get okay, this sorted out. The J- JVS Show, weekdays from 9, BBC Three Counties Radio. Nick's in Luton. Morning, Nick. Hello there. Nick, Nick, what would you like yeah. to say? Well, first it'd be nice, uh, first time I've ever talked to you. Um, and it's nice to talk to you. It and must I be. remember when you were a comedian. Hmm? <laughs> what? That was a long time ago. I don't, I don't I call myself a comedian now because the, pr- the pressure... If you say you're like a broadcaster or a man, there's less pressure on you. If, you're a, if, you, if you say you're a comedian, people are kind of crossing their arms going, go on then, say something funny, forget that, I'm 40. Too old for that nonsense. Right, and now you've got to be satirical and clever as well. Yes. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, apart from um, um, damning me with faint praise, what have you called in for, Nick? Well, what I'm saying is about all this, all these things about this bureaucracy. We've got this what? secretive business about the Ollie, uh, Ollie, um You nearly said Ollie Murs. Ollie well, Martins, yeah. the police yeah. and crime commissioner, who's um, had his wrist. Ollie Murs is another comedian. Yes, and, who's uh, had his wrist <laughs> slapped for revealing confidential information about a yeah. case. Yeah, and also this business about the, girl, the woman in the tent. Yes. I mean, how are you going to weave these two so together? Ridiculous to me. Yes. Uh, where, where, this could have all been stopped, surely. Which which one? Well, both of them. Yes. But how? Both of them. I mean, well, the woman in the tent, surely that could have been stopped ages ago. Yes. You know. Um, you know. Um, and now she's she's in this position, and uh, all these and um, what Bedford Council, Bedford Borough Council. Right. I mean, why can't they just reverse a decision? I mean, they've got the power, they've got the bureaucracy, they've got the money, the clout. Well, but they're saying that she owes them the money. They're saying that she hasn't presented them with the, the right documents to, sh- to prove she's exempt, and they uh, she owes them the money. Why should they back down? <laughs> yeah, because you just can't kick someone out on the street like that, sure. No, but you, if people owe you money, then I, I guess you can. Yeah, not that sort Not Yeah, but I mean, we're... It didn't start off that sort of money, did it? I mean, I had a I had a situation years ago when somebody um, said to I was living in a flat and somebody said 
that I wasn't living there, all right, because I went away to deal with a family crisis for three weeks. Yes. And suddenly, I get a bill, and I lost the flat, because well, somebody said I wasn't living there. I mean, it was, it was so ridiculous. What do you mean suddenly you got a bill and then you lost the flat? Because I was on on, security, on social security benefits at the time. Right. And somebody said to me, uh, somebody came, they told me that somebody came round from social security. So what bill did you get sent? I got a bill sent for um, the council tax. Right, which you should have right. paid, which, shouldn't you? Uh, which had been paid, which had been paid, but because I was not living there for three weeks, because I went off to deal with a family crisis. Yes. Somebody actually reported the fact that I wasn't living in the flat anymore. Well, that's just crazy. I lost the flat. But this woman, surely was... this woman should have just paid up, shouldn't she? Uh, well, how much was it in the first place? I, I think I, it was I, five I grand. Know. Five grand? Could you have afforded five grand in the first place? Why, why couldn't they come to some arrangement, you know, what, 50 pound of fortnight or whatever. A lot of the, the cost is the legal bills that she's she's run up. Well, 20 court hearings. This is always the trouble, isn't, isn't it? The legal bills. Isn't it just? Nick, final question, because you sound like a very wise man. It's okay to take kids out of school during term time, isn't it, for holidays? Um, well, I think so. There you I go. It, so. it never did I you any harm, did it, Nicholas? Well, I was... Uh, I, I had hondas. I've got a 14-year-old son, what? and... He would love to go on a holiday out of school time. Then you have my permission to take him, Nicholas. You have my permission. Here's them monkeys. They're crazy. Take the last train to Foxville and I'll meet you at the station. You can be here by 4.30 because I've made your reservation. Don't be slow. No, no, no. No, no, no. Because I'm I don't know. 
shoes. We're not. Well, we were, but you weren't. Here's what I don't get. Right. When I go to the cobblers, and this is an interesting fact, that uh, a significant percentage of the staff who work in Timpsons, the um, uh, cobblers, are criminals, ex-cons. I heard a really interesting, uh, not documentary... Where did you get that fact from? From the head of Timpsons. Oh, right. So it's not... It's, we're not in any legal quagmire here. It's a fact. And also, Timpsons doesn't have a head office. Isn't that interesting? No, no, that's really not interesting. It is interesting. The fact they're ex-cons, that's interesting. It's one of the biggest employers of uh, uh, ex-convicts in this country, Timpsons. Oh dear. I'm putting them out of business then by cobbling me own. Exactly. Now, the thing I don't get is why when you go to... But they sold me the wrong polish is what I'm trying to say. I said, are these, are these light brown shoes? They said, no, they're mid-brown. I've and you think that's because they've done bird? No, I, I, I think they made a bad call. I think it's because the first time I polished them, I polished them with um, a, a cloth that had been contaminated with black polish that made them a little bit dark. fascinating Anyway, story. you started it. What I don't get is, and if anybody can answer this, 08459 555555. What is the connection between um, fixing shoes, rehealing shoes, and cutting keys? Why would a cobbler also be good at cutting keys? It's because people who wear shoes also have keys no they pop they probably do that's correct but but you're missing the point why would someone who is skilled at fixing shoes also be skilled at cutting keys because if you need keys you've you've probably got shoes oh what it's not getting through what what i'm okay we know that forget the customer talking about the cobbler all right why and if you are a cobbler do give me a call on this we i know we're very big in the cobbling community Mm. So, I'm a cobbler. Hi. And I'm really good at fixing shoes. Yeah. So, why would I be good at fixing keys and cutting keys? Same thing. Uh, no. They're diff- completely different skills. Completely different skills. What is the connection? The same machine. Sorry? Do they use the same No, one uses a key cutter, one uses a hammer. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. I think this may be an old Harry Hill routine as well. It's it's ringing a bell in the back of my head. But I, I, I was the other day when I was buying polish, I, I d- couldn't work it out. Why keys and shoes? How is that connection? How has that ever been made? Where a cobbler's gone? You know, we're, we're doing really well at cobbling. If only there was another outlet for my skills, I could cut keys. Because it's not the same skill set at all, is it? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give a score. Look, there you go. You see, that's the thing that sends the phone line mental, isn't it? That's the thing that's got people ringing in. You can give us a call on that. Well, after seven, we'll be taking your calls uh, as well about is it ever acceptable to take your kids out of school during term time? I, I think it is. There are, uh, as a family, they could possibly go to prison. It's unlikely they will. They'll, they'll, they'll just get a big fine. Um, but they took their kids out of school during turn time for a week in Rhodes. Oh, magnificent. Beautiful beaches, crystal clear water, wonderful food, fantastic Greek culture. Well, now they're faced with a £2,000 fine and possibly a jail sentence. That's not right, is it? I strongly believe you can learn just as much, if not more, from experiencing foreign life and foreign culture than you can from being in school for a week. Oh eight four five. What are you doing? The Macarena, which is what most people will be doing. Deary me. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the A1M southbound, speed sensors looking slow at Junction 7 for Stevenage. And in Brickywood, the north orbital very slow at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. The M25 itself, anti-clockwise, heavy between 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Also very slow between 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. Dear me, I, I'm, I'm struggling with the team this morning. It's barely a team. What is that? Unbelievable. Oh, here's the news. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Seven o'clock, I'm Jane Killick. The headlines, Bedford pensioner living in a tent after a row over council tax. Councillors back controversial travellers' site in Bedfordshire and driver caught speeding on the M1 says he was playing in his new car. BBC Three Counties Radio. A 64-year-old woman from Bedford is having to live in a tent after being evicted from her home because of a long-running row over her council tax bill. Marilyn Robinson-White and her daughter believed they were exempt and the bill had been sent in error. But over 20 court proceedings later, they now face a £50,000 legal bill and an uncertain future. They insist Bedford Borough Council is at fault. Well, it was just a simple error where they cancelled the maximum council tax benefit mm. on their reason on the document says reason for billing income support stopped. Income support never did stop, but they still failed to amend the error. Labour is urging the government to use its power as a shareholder of Royal Bank of Scotland to block any request by the bank to pay bonuses to staff worth double their salary. RBS, which is 81% owned by taxpayers, is said to be consulting shareholders on the issue. Labour's also preparing to set out more details of plans to force the big five high street banks to sell some of their branches. Bedfordshire's Police and Crime Commissioner could face further sanctions after he admitted giving away confidential information about the death of Leon Briggs in police custody in Luton. Ollie Martins has been given a written reprimand by the PCC panel, but the Independent Police Complaints Commission has the power to call the decision in if they feel a further investigation is necessary. Mr Martin had this reaction. People are prepared to accept that uh, even a police commissioner can, can make a mistake um, and, you know, I've been, I hope, very straightforward about the fact that I have made a mistake uh, and I've learned the lessons. Police in Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire carried out speed checks yesterday. One driver was seen doing 105 miles per hour on the M1. When stopped, he admitted to playing in his new car. On the A41 in Berkhamsted, a driver was recorded as going at 94 miles per hour in heavy rain. Discussions over plans to expand or create gypsy and traveller sites in central Bedfordshire took place yesterday afternoon. Councillors were told that there are plans for 66 pitches, which would each have room for one family. Richard Williams reports. The councillors gave their backing to 15 pitches at the controversial site by the A6 at barton le clay and also backed the expansion of an existing site at the edge of the village to a total of 13 pitches. But they agreed to remove plans for a site at Potton. They backed other plans for Fairfield, Tingrith and Caddington. A full council meeting will discuss the proposals further at the end of the month. 
On to football and in the FA Cup third round, Watford are through after a 2-0 win at home to Bristol City, but the MK Dons were knocked out by a 3-1 defeat by Wigan. Luton Town were knocked out of the FA Trophy after losing 1-0 to Cambridge and in last night's League One game, Stevenage won 2-0 at home to Swindon. The weather, mist and patchy rain will clear to leave a largely cloudy day with some brighter intervals this afternoon. Temperatures up to 10 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you very much, Jane. Oh dear, I've just seen who's coming up next. Dennis, really? Really? Oh dear. Is he there? Dennis? Dennis? Yes. What are you about? What are you shouting for? Because you're not answering your name, you silly sausage. I know, but I was expecting you to stand outside your office and shout. What have you. Oh dear, I've got. What, what do you want? Well, I don't want anything. I'm just pointing out one or two things. Okay, all. okay, we'll back to you in a second. Oh dear. Well, coming up, Dennis pointing out one or two things, that's all. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. We will also be talking about Bedfordshire's Crime Commissioner Ollie Martins uh, in hot water after leak, uh, admitting leaking information about the custody death of a Luton man to remember the Home Office. He's coming in later on to tell us why on earth he did it. Uh, and it's, it's, there's no problem with taking kids out of school for a week or two weeks. Two weeks... Ah, d- debatable. A week, not at all. Not a problem at all. Take your kids out of school. Take them on holiday. Fantastic. Show them the world. Show them what life is really like. Sorry? Yeah. You're wrong. Oh, oh, 08459 four double five five double five. Dennis! Good morning. Good morning, Vietnam! Are you starting to um, come around a little bit now? Sorry? Right. You sound as though you're going mad, but that's beside the point. That's beside the point. There's something in the uh, something in the air this I morning. I know there is, yes. yes. Right, fair enough. You're talking about these people at Timpsons, right, employing yes. a lot of uh, ex-cons. Now, that's admirable. Yes, this yes, is Timpsons, the, uh, the the cobblers. Yes, they, 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 they employ a lot of ex-convicts. Yes, Wonderful, well right. done them. But I think it's very bad PA, because... PA? Public know, announcement? Yes, no, sat announcing this to the public, right? What? It's very bad publicity but for them. Why? Because they then employ them doing shoes, that's fine, and then they make then then they do the key business. Oh, no, Dennis. Now, listen to me. Don't go off in a, a side. What is the worst thing that could happen? You, you take your shoes in there, and they say, oh, yes, it'll be ready in a week. Give us your telephone number. We'll give you a ring. They take your key, or oh, we'll like a key cut. So now they've got keys to your house. Now that's. I'm not saying they use them, but I'm just. Of course, saying. Well, for, first of all, for, sec- for a legal reason, of course, Timpsons. Impl- of course, they don't. Well, no. I'm and just secondly, with it, with, isn't it isn't it wonderful, Dennis? That yeah. this and I didn't know this about Timpsons, and I use it a little bit, but now it's my cobblers of choice. Others are available because I think it's great that there is a, a, a business that is is prepared to trust uh, and train people who might have got off to to a bad start and give them a job and leave them in charge of a. T- Hill yeah. and leave them in charge of shoes for goodness um, not shoes keys for goodness right. sakes I think it's wonderful it's bad publicity for them no it's great it's publicity because, for them no because a lot of people say oh, 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 I'm not having my keys cut there because they're ex-cons it's very nice honestly it's only I, you saying it no I'm not I say it's good publicity to say yes we employ these people but not to make keys as well it's you, you, I'm not oh, saying, 
Dennis, your, your, your old-fashioned old fudge, for goodness sakes. It's great! All right, it's, it's great. I think what they're doing is great, but I think it's bad publicity to put it about that they're doing it because the key business... Here we go. Then stands again. Here we go, here we go. This is John Timpson, right, the guy that runs it. Yes. I knew Timpsons when they were just a shoe shop. I have read... Question. I have read that Timpson employs more prison leavers yes. than any other company in the UK. Yes. And that you select them on their personalities. Yes. This sounds admirable, but rather risky. His answer, John Timpson's answer. Our involvement with ex-offenders started nine years ago when my son James... I'm just trying to find out how many. There are about 88,000 people in prison and they come in all shapes and sizes. Among the bad and tricky are plenty that are fantastic. Um, I'm trying to work out, see if it says how many. Out of, here we go. Out of the 300 men and women who have joined us... Over the last four years, we only know of seven who've re-offended. Fantastic. Fantastic. I agree with you. Wonderful. It's very admirable that what they're doing, but I'm just saying it's bad publicity. Some recruits from other prisons started working in our shops while still serving their sentence. They were on day release and they went and worked in Timpsons. Well done, John Timpson. You're a, a beacon, an example to all of us that we should all follow. Correct. I'm not arguing about the, the, the business of employing the people, but I'm saying it's bad publicity to be making keys at the same place. <laughs> so you are complaining? No, I'm not. I'm just saying. Oh, I, I've been to Timpsons. I've been, I, you know, I, I'm, what I'm trying to say to you, I don't object to them employing these people. To, to work on shoes. They're giving them a chance. They're giving them a chance. You like them working on shoes, but not on keys. I think it's bad publicity for Timsons to be telling people that. But if they if they didn't announce it, okay, and and, and the Daily Mail or another newspaper got the story, oh, Timsons employs lots of ex-cons, then that would be a huge fooey. We're talking of talking to different purposes. I agree with. Yeah, I'm talking sense, and you're talking nonsense. no, 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 you're not talking sense because you're not listening to what I'm saying to you. I'm saying from the point of view of Timpsons, it is bad publicity to say that they make keys as well. But they do make keys. They have to advertise it, otherwise they won't get people going in there getting their keys cut. I know, I know. You're really testing my patience today, <laughs> no, Dennis. I'm going to just quieten down. I've got a guest coming up next. Take, take, a, take a pill and a cup of tea. All right. right. And just, I'm trying to say to you, I agree totally that the Timpsons are doing a damn good job. But from the from the point of view of the general public, that's the cup of tea. Right, they've had a yes. they've had a cup of tea. Yep. <laughs> now then, quickly, you've got twenty seconds. I'm going to get right, to my next okay. guest. Okay, I'm just saying it's bad publicity for Timpsons to admit. They, 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 okay, thank you very much, Andy. We, we got that. I disagree. I think it's great publicity. Well, I was so amazed when I heard this on on Radio Four uh, a couple of months ago. What do you think? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Would you be slightly reluctant to have ex cons cutting your keys? And I don't think they take your address these days. I think they just take a phone number. <laughs> I don't think they do. Thank you very much indeed, Dennis. Always a pleasure. Now, uh, a row over a council tax bill has left a sixty-four-year-old Bedford woman living in a tent. Marilyn Robinson White and her daughter assumed they were exempt as they were on benefits. So when a bill arrived, they dismissed it as a clerical error. 23 court hearings and a £50,000 legal bill later, they've been evicted. Or we can speak to one of their neighbours now, uh, Maria Freer. Good morning, Maria. Good morning. Maria, what do you make of this? Have you, You've been aware of what's been going on. Yeah, one day later we, we are aware there's uh, somebody camps in the wasteland behind the houses. So 
and uh, we was very worried what's going on and um, yeah we find out and was shocked actually to see what condition they are on and um, yeah what's going on so actually. you saw these tents in the wasteland behind the house not the tents this was only a chair a chair and and they were sitting on the, um, with the umbrella because it was cold and raining monday and um yeah and uh, so what's going on and then we spoke with the neighbors find out what's going on and uh, then um, we 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 tried to help straight away we we bought a tent and uh, bought some some mattresses and warm clothes so they they had they had nothing not not a lot so, yeah, what, what kind of state really... what kind of state is Marilyn Robinson White and her daughter in how are they I think this was a kind of shock actually and they still um I don't know they're still in, in shock because it's, uh, it's, it's not um, good when you're uh, 64 years old and and stay in in outside in cold and rain and you don't know what's going on this is no fence and not secure. It's it's very concerning. Yeah, I was, I was about to say you must be very concerned for yeah, them, Maria. Yeah, very, very concerned. The I weather's mean, been very mild recently, but it, it's it's going to turn cold, co- colder at some point. Yeah, yeah. So I provide them with with tea every morning and, and with at least one warm meal with a warm toast and and yes. Have they said how long they think this could go on for? That them living at the the, the, the end of their the garden, back of the garden. Oh, I, I have no idea how long this goes on. I hope somebody had a heart and, and, and helps them, them. Then this is not the case to, to carry on like that. Have, do, have you invited them into your house or is, do, are you worried that once they're in, they'd never go? They are so proud people. They are not coming in our house. We invited them in, in our house, yes. And they once b- they did it to, to sort out some paperwork yes. because it was raining all the time and they couldn't do anything. Oh, dear. Proud or, or, or foolishly stubborn, Maria? Because if maybe they hadn't been so proud, this could have been sorted out earlier, couldn't it? Do you think that's perhaps part of the problem? Yeah, this is not my decision actually to make. I'm, um, they, they have to fight her fight. Yeah. I can only help uh, the good neighbour to to um, make the situation a, a bit better or uh, so they don't get ill this is easy done they get pneumonia or something or yes. something has happened outside who knows so i need to or we 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 are neighbors we have to keep an eye on that well maria we we should all uh, hope and pray that we have neighbors as caring and as concerned as you one day oh thank you maria thank you very much for your time that's maria freer who uh, is the neighbour of Marilyn Robinson White, a 64-year-old Bedford woman living in a tent with her daughter over a dispute of an unpaid council tax bill. 08459 555 555 is the telephone number. Uh, Some texts on whether you should be able to pull your children out of school during term time to go on holiday. Family's done that. They took their three kids, 6, 13 and 15, to Rhodes. Helen and Milton Keynes, how much time did the children spend with Greek people on this cultural holiday? I suspect most time was on the beach, around the pool, etc. It teaches children that rules do not apply to them and that they can do as they wish. Uh, Rodders and Milton Keynes says, what about teachers having six-week holidays and coming back for one week and have teachers' training day? Math. 
Schools have such double standards. Every day of education is important, except teacher training days, snowy days, the 48 hours after being sick, strikes and half days when they have a parent-teacher consultation meetings whilst you're at work. Add on the inset days and the slowdown days at the end of term and you have a week and a half, a, a, a week and a bit. Uh, Lisa in Hitchin says, uh, you definitely shouldn't be able to take your kids out of school for holidays. I'm a parent and we do find it really hard financially to afford holiday prices outside school terms. But imagine if every child misses an average of one week per term. Per term? How many terms in a year? Three terms? I'm not talking per term, I'm talking once a year. How would the teachers cope with playing catch-up with the pupils? They already have to teach 30 kids of varying abilities and to a strictly regulated curriculum, and they can only take holidays during school holidays. It's ultimately disrespectful to keep taking your children out whenever you want to. Here's the thing. I'm 40 now. I don't have very many regrets. I've not got many regrets, a few. One of my biggest regrets is I didn't bunk off school more. I I don't think I ever bunked off school, did I? I don't think so. Looking back, I wish I'd bunked off school and gone and done things and seen things and experienced more things. I didn't do it. I don't see a problem with taking kids out of school. You do, don't you? A huge problem. It's bad discipline apart from anything else. It's showing that you, if you, when you're older, if you don't fancy going into work, you don't have to. Go on holiday. Oh, look at you, sick note. Look at, look at, now look at you talking. No, I'm responsible for my and your health. And so... If I'm ill, I don't want you getting it. Kelly? You'd be the first to blame me. Do you have another go at this? All I was trying to say is that as a child, if you're off school during term time, then there's those kids around. Wait, what? Still say- Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 London bound, heavy at Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead and the M25 anti-clockwise heavy going between 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. The A1M southbound looking slow on the speed sensors at Junction 7 for Stevenage and public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. 7.17, it's Wednesday the 15th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A woman from Bedford who ran up a huge legal bill over a council tax row is now having to live in a tent. The Police and Crime Commissioner for Bedfordshire says he's learnt his lesson after being reprimanded for giving away confidential information. In football, Watford beat Bristol City to get through to the fourth round of the FA Cup, while MK Dons were knocked out by Wigan. The weather today, mild but rather cloudy with a little rain. 08459 455 555. Lots to talk about this morning. Taking your kids out of school during term time. Allowing ex-cons to cut your keys. All kind of things to talk about. BBC Three Counties Radio. Saturday from midday, it's all about the food. It's like a disco on your tongue there. It's fantastic. <laughs> Local chef showcasing simple, straightforward dishes you can try at home. Well, it's a dish which has been around since the 18th century. I can imagine it hot with ice cream and almost put in an ice cream. That'd be nice. This is a thick, heavy, lovely, cloying comfort food of a dessert. All mixed in with amazing stories and great music. I'll tell you what, that takes me back to my childhood, that pudding. Mm. That just transported me back to being a kid. Nick Coffer's Weekend Kitchen, Saturdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Let's go to uh, Terry. Morning, Terry. Good morning, Ian. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How is Barton Leclay this morning? Oh, just the normal, you know. Is it cold? It's been flipping. It was cold last night, wasn't it? No, quite quite mild this morning. We're all right. Okay, I was I was freezing last night, freezing this morning. I felt sorry for the poor rabbit, although he's in the he's in the garage at the moment, so he should be okay. Oh, Terry, what would you like to say? Well, I was just listening to Dennis talk about Timpsons and saying about giving the address of his keys gun. They never asked me for an address when the key cut there. I, I, I don't. I don't. This is a story about Timpsons. It's not even a story. It's a fact. Timpsons, the, the cobblers and key cutters, uh, they employ. They're one of Britain's largest employers of ex-cons, which I think is wonderful. Uh, and well, I, I no, I don't think they are. They don't ask for your address when you're getting your no, keys cut. He's talking rubbish, and he's, he's just mis- he's misunderstood it. He's paranoid and, and scared, and he's an old man, so you can kind of understand it. What do you think about them employing ex-cons, Terry? Does it, do, are you slightly concerned, or do you think it's a good idea? No, 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 no I think it's a good idea. I've never, they're always very respectful in there, they're nice guys, never had a problem with them. The, the only problem I've had is I took in some light tan boots, and I said, Would you, what polish do I get for these? Are these light tan? He went, no, they're mid. So I got mid, and now they've come up all dark. That's my only criticism, and I can't blame the gentleman's criminal record for that. Of course you can't, no. And what's the connection between keys and shoes, though, Terry? What, what, I don't understand why those two skills are interlinked. Well, it's just, you know, why did Tesco sell television? I mean, it's just one of those things. Oh, don't, don't muddy the waters even more. Tesco's selling television. I hadn't even thought of that. Kelly, you think you know why keys and shoes are linked? Yes. So obvious. Go on. Because if you've got shoes, oh, no. you've got keys. Please. How is she missing the point that I'm putting to her? Richie, what's up, mate? She's right, of course, in a way. Thanks. But also very wrong. In more ways. Yeah. But you could say that about anything. On the whole, say, she's yes. wronger than right. Yes, definitely. You're a wrong'un. Thanks. You're very, very welcome. 08459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number. Now, a uh, big story. Bedfordshire's Police and Crime Commissioner has been reprimanded for leaking confidential information to a member of the Home Office. Ollie Martins appeared before the county's police and crime panel yesterday where he admitted disclosing details about the case of Leon Briggs, who died in custody in November. The Commissioner says he's considered resigning over that decision. Well, Bernard Ricks is a police advisor from Bedfordshire. He's written several reports for the Home Office. Morning, Bernard. Morning, Ian. How serious an offence is this? Well, it's certainly a serious offence. It was referred to the IPCC by the Chief Constable, and the panel looked at it yesterday. Um, Across the country, there's probably been about half a dozen incidents where police and crime commissioners have been referred to the IPCC. So, in the scheme of things, a year in, just over a year... Uh, after PCCs were first elected, um, Ollie Martins is one of about half a dozen who've been referred. Uh, the uh, panel was held uh, behind closed doors yesterday because of the sensitive nature of uh, the case this is referring to and the information that Ollie Martins uh, told a member of the Home Office. It's a huge mistake, isn't it? Well, and he's certainly accepted that. He's accepted a reprimand from the police and crime panel. It's very unusual for police and crime panel 
meetings to be held behind closed doors. That would very much reflect the very sensitive nature of the uh, death in custody over which the information was leaked. And that's still part of proceedings with the IPCC, the Independent Police Complaints Commission. So it may not be the last of it for uh, Ollie Martins. The the IPCC may still um, wish to make some reference to that in their report in due course. And what what powers have the IPCC got? What could they do? Well, police and crime crime commissioners are pretty fireproof. About the only way in which they can uh, be removed from office is by uh, being convicted of a a criminal offence or being removed by the the electorate at an election in due course. So unless um, Ollie Martin's resigned, he's pretty secure in his position as police and crime commissioner, at least until the next election. Um, But certainly... The powers that the police and crime panel have, that they've used to full effect and used very promptly. Uh, and the, the sanction, the reprimand that Ollie Martins has accepted, it is certainly amongst the, the, the most serious cases that we've seen uh, between police and crime commissioners and police and crime panels. Should he resign? I think that's a matter for him. Um, he, uh, we're not party to the full um, information that was disclosed. The meeting yesterday of the police and crime panel was held behind closed doors. Um, this is still an ongoing case. The um, death in custody is still being investigated by the uh, IPCC. So it's only when that investigation is completed and the results are announced that I think we can then take a view ourselves as to whether he might have resigned or not. Uh, In reference to the IPCC looking at this case involving uh, Mr Martins, they haven't been officially informed yet, uh, and so they might decide to take it on themselves. Should they have been officially informed? Well, the the new Chief Constable of Bedfordshire, Colette Paul, actually herself referred the uh, case to the IPCC as soon as she became aware of it. Uh, and I understand that the IPCC then referred it back to the Police and Crime Panel. So we've actually gone through a number of steps in pretty quick time. Um, so they are aware of it. Um, they, are, they still have the investigation that they're conducting into uh, Leon Briggs' death in custody. And I'm sure that uh, in due course, when that is concluded, uh, that when we read their reports, we, we may see more on this case then. This brings into question Ollie Martin's integrity in his office, doesn't it? Well, I understand he's in later, and I think that's definitely a question that you have to, to ask of him. Um, in, in, certainly if you look over the last year and a half, uh, this is the only case that I can think of across the country where a police and crime commissioner has uh, disclosed information of such a sensitive nature. Finally, I've just uh, Paul Scoynes, our political reporter, is listening to this, and he's just emailed me again about this uh, IPCC uh, and the panel, uh, not necessarily referring it on. Paul is asking, did the panel fail in their duty, Bernard? From what I understand, I think the panel acted very promptly. The, the police and crime panel has very limited sanctions, indeed. Indeed, that's been a long-running complaint of police and crime panel uh, chairs and members, uh, and something that the Home Affairs Select Committee, the, the uh, House, of, House of Commons Home Affairs uh, Select Committee, led by uh, Keith Fass, uh, is looking at uh, at the moment. Uh, the They have very limited powers. They've used the powers that they have to their full extent in this case, and that's effectively the sanction that they've given by um, giving uh, Ollie Martins a reprimand in this case. Bernard, I appreciate your time and I appreciate you battling through a cold as well, so thank you very much. Thank you, Ian. Thank you very much. Bernard Ricks, Police Advisor.
from Bedfordshire, 08459 455 555. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Um, lots of you having your comments on Facebook about taking your kids out of school. Uh, Ron Dunsby, I've been hearing some schools charge you to take your own kids out. No, they fine you. Stacey Stagg says children can miss a lot in a week of school that has a long and wide impact. No, they can't. Yes, they can. No, a week of school. A week of school. Five days. No. Oh, so what's, what's a day here and there for a day trip? Yeah, what's a day here and there for teacher training or a strike? Well, teachers don't choose to do that. Stri- they choose to strike. They vote Some on it. Some do. They vote Many on it. Many don't. Leave the union and cross the picket line. And why are we blaming this on the teachers? They don't decide on the holidays. Mark says it's ridiculous. The price of going away in half-term rises by double? It's a question mark there. I was reading it. I take my kids out of school all the time to go away. You're going to hate Mark, aren't you? They learn so much while on holiday. They learn some life skills not ever taught in schools. Why like just The be- Macarena, the Choco Chocolate dance. There's a Choco Chocolate dance? There is, yeah. Why just because you have kids should you have to pay more? It's unreasonable and greedy by the travel companies. Andy says there should not be any punishment for your kids being taken out of school during term. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I've got the argument for this. They're my flipping kids. I'll do what I want with them. No, you will not take... You don't send I, them to school. I, you go to prison. I will take them where I want. I will show them what I want, within reason. I will do what I want with my children. And then who will you blame when they can't read? My boy who turned four on Monday can read. Thanks. Next. Next point. Next point. Because we are responsible parents. We educate them at home as well. They are my children. Have you got a teaching qualification? I've got that. Yeah. If that's the end of your argument, you need to go back to university. They are... Put that finger down. This is the point, isn't it? Now I've worked out why I'm getting so angry about this. They're my kids. Sorry? I said, because you're wrong, but you turned my mic off. Yeah, wow, I know. Wow, you don't want to discuss this. They are my kids. Sorry? Wrong. They are my kids. I will do what I want with my children, when I want with my children. If I choose to take them to um, Dorset or Rhodes or Euro Disney, I wouldn't go to Euro Disney. It's got... I'll do what I want with them. I'm not going to have the, the government, I'm not going to have a headmaster or headmistress telling me where, what I can and cannot do with my children. I'll have none of that. And you know. So can they do what they want as well? Because that's They what you're do teaching what them. they want. Oh, really? Who? What are you talking about? The Your kids? children. Oh, no, the kids don't know. Oh, I'm right. Not... So there is some sort of authority. Yeah, me. I am the authority. Right. My wife. So when they're at school, they don't have to listen to the teacher? Where have you got that? Where have you? Because how you're have you, saying you don't respect the teacher's authority you that, and that transmits to the I children. I did not say that, Catherine. The school's authority. This is what you do. You see, this is what happens: is you are hearing things that are not being said. You are making the didn't say I didn't uh, uh, disrespect to the you teacher's said, authority. You said I can do what I want with In my children. Letters. With my children. Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. That tells your children they can do what they want. No, it doesn't. It, it te- does. No, it doesn't. It tells when they my, grow up. They listen, can please themselves. No, it tells. <laughs> It tells my children, I'm in charge. I'm in charge. And that is it. Are you sure you should be in charge? Ian, weren't you dressed as Batman yesterday? Yeah. My son and I dressed up as Big Batman and Little Batman. And we went round the house 
fighting crime. Yes. You're right. Who needs school? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 London bound is heavy around Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead. Also on the M25 anti-clockwise, things struggling between 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. Heavy going between 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Also on the speed sensors, the A41 southbound is queuing as you approach the M25. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. 7.31, we're a little bit late. Sorry for that. Let's get the news and sport with Jane. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm Jane Killick. A 64-year-old woman from Bedford is having to live in a tent after being evicted from her home because of a long-running row over her council tax bill. Marilyn Robinson-White and her daughter believe they were exempt as they were on benefits and the bill had been sent in error. Bedfordshire's Police and Crime Commissioner could face further sanctions after he admitted giving away confidential information about a death-in-custody case in Luton. The county's Police and Crime panel gave Ollie Martins a written reprimand. Central Bedfordshire councillors have given the backing to 15 gypsy and traveller sites. They include the controversial site by the A6 at Barton-le-Clay, plus plans for a site at Potton have been dropped. The weather, a mostly cloudy day with some bright intervals this afternoon and a high of 10 Celsius. On to football and Watford are through to the fourth round of the FA Cup after a 2-0 win at home to Bristol City last night. Marco Faraoni and Lewis McGowan scored the goals. The Hornets will face either Blackburn or Manchester City in the fourth round. Milton Keynes Dons were knocked out of the third round of the FA Cup after losing 3-1 at home to Wigan after extra time. However, Dons manager Carl Robinson praised his side. I thought Sammy Acruda was outstanding, absolutely outstanding. Obviously, it's a, it, that was an interesting one for me. I thought the whole team played really well today. I thought we were very compact. Listen, you're playing against two of the, some of the fastest forwards in the Championship. I thought Andy Kay, and I thought we, we dealt with it really well. Um, just one or two little errors. I just had an interesting stat of the referee. We gave away two fouls over 90 minutes. In League One, Stevenage won 2-0 at home to Swindon. Lucas Atkins and Felipe Moraes scored the goals. Luton Town were knocked out of the FA Trophy second round last night after losing 1-0 at home to Cambridge. But Hatter's assistant manager, Terry Harris, was pleased his side had a decent run in the trophy despite the loss. It's been a good journey for us, you know, and, and the, the games that we've played in the FA Trophy, um, the, the youngsters have acquitted themselves very well. But also, on the other plus factor is it's given the likes of um, Anthony Charles, yeah. Solly, John Shaw, um, you know, good game time, good 90 minutes and um, on, on, a, on a very heavy pitch. In cricket, Watford's Stephen Finn will return home early from England's tour of Australia to work on technical aspects of his game. The fast bowler was the only member of the 17-man test squad not to feature during the 5-0 Ashes series whitewash. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. I'll be back with a full bulletin at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Couple who took their children out of school for a week's holiday in Rhodes could face jail for refusing to pay fines. Stuart and Natasha Sutherland will appear at Telford Magistrates. Got a couple who took their children out of school so they could have their first family holiday in five years. Oh! Does that change it a bit? So they're not some slackers that have two holidays a year or even a holiday every year. Their first family holiday in five years 
Stop playing a tiny violin, Catherine. Risk being jailed after refusing to pay fines introduced under controversial new laws. New laws. First family holiday in five years. Imagine that. Those poor kids. Stuart and Natasha Sutherland will appear before Telford's magis- Telford Magistrates Court tomorrow after they took their three children to the Greek island of Rhodes during the school term. Magical place. The couple were given an initial fine of £360 after the family of five went away for seven days at the end of September, but were unwilling to pay. It's a week. Their first holiday in five years. A week. The penalty, penalty then doubled to £720. Now the week-long break could cost the couple up to £2,000, while they also face the prospect of a three-month prison sentence. Before they went away, the couple were warned they each risked a £60 fine for taking their six-year-old son, Keen, I bet he was, and their daughter, Sean, I bet she was, no more, 13, and Rhiannon, 15, on the break. Mr Sutherland, 39, who works for the Ministry of Defence Guard Service, said the family struggled to fit in a regular holiday and were desperate to get away. Their first holiday in five years. It's like a revolving, it's like a revolving door in our house, he said. I come in from work, my wife goes out. We haven't been able to get leave in the school holidays at the same time for five years and we desperately needed a family break. How can this not be breaking your heart, Catherine? Because um, you're talking about the situation for a lot of families who abide by the rules. Yeah. And I'm saying they shouldn't. I work in a sensitive job where staffing levels have to be maintained. There's been a recruitment and overtime ban. It's been impossible to arrange summer leave that fits in with the rest of the family. I know how important... Edu- this, is imp- this, is, this is integral to the story here. Right. I know how important education is, but there's a bigger picture. Family time is important too, and the children's behaviour and schooling has improved massively since our holiday together. Aren't you doing your GCSEs when you're 15? The thing is, look back on your... Look back on your school time now. Now you're now you're pushing forty. I was a SWAT. You're you're barking up the wrong tree here. I loved it. But if you'd have missed five days, you'd still be in a dead end job. No, hang on a second. You'd still be um, a high flying media career woman. It's more about the message it gives to them about um, turning up when you're supposed to and about abiding by the rules. Family and time, responsibility. Oh God, my. Oh, I wish I'd spent more time with my dad. My dad, who's not with us anymore. I wish I'd spent more. T- I wish they'd taken him out. He shouldn't have gone to work then, should he? Unbelievable. Justin, can you believe this? Morning, boss. It's um, heartbreaking, this story, isn't it? Absolutely it is heartbreaking. heartbreaking. And there's a mm. serious thing. My dad passed away last year. Hmm. I wish he'd taken me out, of ho- out of, on holiday more often. Absolutely. Because you would have had that experience and, uh, and those memories you would never, ever forget. My mum's poorly that. now. My mum's poorly now. Hmm? I wish I'd gone on more holidays with her in term time. I Absolutely. really wish I had. I would have, a, I, have, I would have no regrets about spending holidays with my family. Yep. Catherine, it's Catherine's it's doing that holidays. face. Holidays are once a year if you are lucky. They've it's not had one the in rest of the time and, have, and making the most of what you have. They have not them. had one in five years. A the lot of families is, haven't. Justin? Families are unlucky because during the uh, summer holidays, you know what happens. The government should step in and do something about this. The holiday companies, they double the prices. That then means that families can't go abroad, they can't be together, and they can't experience that culture as a family. Okay. It's all wrong. All right, if we take out the moral argument for taking your children out of school. It's, which it's is a financial a, one. Which is, well, it's, which is part, it's part, part it. and part. Okay, so you factor in the fine and you're still paying less. Pay the fine then. If it's about money, pay the fine then. 
The thing is, and you say it's, oh, well, they should, you know, they should, whatever you say, I wasn't really listening. Spend more time when you can at home. You don't okay. have to be abroad. But the thing when you, not, not necessarily abroad, you can go to Dorset. For you don't some, have to be sitting in someone else's house or no, a bed and be- breakfast but the or point when you the point when you go away for a week's holiday, you are making a commitment as a family to spend quality time together. You mm. can't do that at home. You oh, really? can't yeah. You can't do it as well at home. You can't do it as well because you have made that point to spend a week in each other's company for the good and the bad. And there'll be arguments and then you'll have great times and you'll go out for meals together. Well, if that's the point, during the summer holidays, have you put the bird sound effects on again? No, that's Justin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's lovely. <laughs> during the summer holidays, stay at home. Take two weeks off work, stay at home with the children, make a holiday at home. It's not the same. It's not the same for the parents, for the children, I don't think there's much difference. OK, well, just put it's out to your listeners right now, I think if you said to, to parents who, who took their children out of school, do they feel guilty? Do they have any regrets for doing that? I don't think you'll find one parent who says, you know what, looking back, I did the wrong thing. No, because exactly. Because their children would have experienced something different. And looking back, their children would have missed out had they have not done that for them. <laughs> What's going on? Where are you, Justin? I'm an Apsley guys. I'm in uh, a village in uh, Milton mm, Keynes. I can hear a pheasant. About, we're going to be talking about abandoned dogs. I've just seen a fox a moment ago as well, so I'm uh, live in the countryside. Hang on a second. Shh, shh. I think... I think, and someone correct me from. I think that's a peregrine I can hear there. Do you know what? You're absolutely spot on. It's almost like you're standing here next to me. It's, it's incredible. What a wow. marvellous... <laughs> isn't nature amazing? It's beautiful. Oh, that's the owl. Anyway, it's a wood pigeon. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Justin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was that was a wood pigeon. I, th- I mm. think. Mm. Great tit. Yes. Possibly. No, that definitely is. I can hear it. Okay. Justin, you've been speaking to people about school holidays, haven't you? What have they said? Yes, I've been speaking to people in Toddington on the way to Milton Keynes this morning. Uh, some interesting views. Here's what people had to say. Denise, what's your thoughts on parents being fined for taking their children out of school during term time? I'm sorry, but I think it's wrong because it costs parents so much money to not take their kids out of school um, in term time for the kids' holidays because so many parents have to take their children out of school in term time. All holiday companies charge, I would say, at least 50% more in school holidays than they do the rest of the year. So why should should parents be penalised and have to pay twice as much as everyone else? So you took your children out of school during term time? Yes, then? I did. Yeah. Yes. Do you feel guilty for that? No. No. Because, I'm sorry, but when my children were growing up, we didn't have the money to, to pay twice as much you know, we, we only had the choice, as far as we were concerned, to take them out of school in term time. I mean, we'd only do it for, for one week. But I'm sorry, but sometimes schools don't see it from a parent's perspective. So the culture they gained from going away with you as a family for, yeah. for those weeks was, was a lot more beneficial, that say, than staying in school for a week, in your opinion? Yes, yes. Because um, the way I saw it, when my children were growing up, some um, school weeks, children didn't learn much anyway. It, when it was leading up to school holidays, all they seemed to be doing was playing games or watching DVDs or things anyway, so I didn't feel guilty in taking my children out of school for those weeks because I didn't feel that they were learning anything. Sue, parents taking their children out of school during term time and being fined for doing so, what do you think? Is that the right thing to do? No, I think it's very wrong. I think it's wrong for the case that it's cheaper to go on holiday when the, the kids are at school. Um, children will suffer... Um, there's a lot of tit-for-tat at school. Some kids can afford... Their parents can afford to take them on holiday out of school. 
but we can't do when they're at school mm. because it, the holiday prices, the holidays go up. So it's all to do with the pricing. Did I you take your children out of school then? I did, yeah. I took mine out many a time. And where did you go? We went to Spain and, well, mainly Spain, but my kids always had a holiday. You know, they go to school, they say, oh, I've been on holiday, where have you been? I've been to Spain, yeah, so have I. You can't take your kids to a day out in Margate or something. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just so unfair and I think it's wrong. And I think the six-week holiday should be broken down anyway. So your children wouldn't have experienced that culture had you have not taken them out during term time because you couldn't afford it as a family? No, they wouldn't. Have, no, they wouldn't. They would never... They've always... It's in their mind now. Oh, we had loads of holidays when we were young. You know what I mean? So it just sticks in their mind where they go and what they do. And I think it's wrong. Justin, excellent stuff. It sounds... Where exactly are you? It sounds wonderful. I'm in uh, Apsley Guys um, in, in Buckinghamshire. We're going to be talking about abandoned dogs before 8 o'clock this morning. I'm live at the Hula Animal Centre. Uh, we have foxes, we have rabbits, we have birds, we have dogs, we have cats. I'm surrounded by animals. And Ian, it feels good. I want a horse as well. <laughs> what? Well, Justin, we'll speak to you later on. Thank you yeah, for that. Thanks, Ian. No idea what's going on there. Very, very odd. Albert's in Potter's Bar. Morning, Albert. Morning, Ian. All right. Good morning, Albert. What would you like to say about this? Taking kids out of school. Well, I'm a bit confused, first of all, because I'm going to take my two out of school uh, in a couple of weeks' time, basically, but I don't want to take them to Rhodes. Um... So I hope that that's all right. But I've, what we've got booked is uh, yes. nine, nine days in Abbeydale in Stoke-on-Trent. Lovely. Beautiful. And we, it is beautiful. We, we're going to be looking at the, um, the Industrial Revolution Centre there. Well, hang on a second. That sounds like one of the, the most educational trips you could take them on. Well, this is it. I'm thinking that nine days spent learning about smelting metal and Thomas Darby, etc., is going to be a lot more important than some of the stuff they do at school. Well, they, they, they probably will be doing that at school as well at some point, wouldn't they? Well, my daughter's only four, Paprika. She's in nursery, and my son, um, my son Dylan is five. Um, and he just seems to come on from reception class with a load of rubbish drawings every day. So I don't understand what he's going to be missing. Uh, are your kids looking forward to learning about smelting and the, the spinning jenny and luddites and things like that, or, or would they would they rather be at school doing their those rubbish pictures? Well, to be honest, they'd, they'd rather be playing in sand, but that's because they're a bit slow, you see. Yeah, but no. I think it's it's an important part of life that they're going to learn about. It's their history. What would you say to Catherine Boyle, my producer, I'm using that term very, very loosely, who thinks that taking it, it, it's awful to take your kids out of school? What you're doing, Albert, is wrong. Well, obviously I'm going to say she's totally wrong. But when it comes to roads, I yes. think she may have a point. What, what's your problem with roads? It's a wonderful island. Oh, what are they going to learn about white and blue houses and taramasalata and, and, and the start of speech? What, what's the point of that? The Greeks haven't got it going on. We had the Industrial Revolution, son. That's, that's what it's about. Albert, always nice to speak to you. Do give us a call again at some point. 08459 455. 555. Is that right? Yes. The Industrial Revolution. That's what it's all about. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
The M40 northbound is queuing now from the Denham roundabout to the M25. On the M25 itself, anti-clockwise very slow between junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. Looking on the speed sensors, things are slow in Clophill on the A6 southbound, which is slow approaching the roundabout at the A507. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. 7.46 exactly. It's Wednesday the 15th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A woman from Bedford who ran up a huge legal bill over a council tax row is now having to live in a tent. The Police and Crime Commissioner for Bedfordshire says he's learnt his lesson after being reprimanded for giving away confidential information. In football, Luton Town have been knocked out of the FA Trophy in a 1-0 home defeat by Cambridge. Coming up, more of your calls on uh, taking your kids out of school, keys and Chinese violins. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Well, it's a rather misty and murky start to the day. We have got mist, we've got cloud, we've got drizzle. It's moving its way eastwards. It's a warm front behind it. The air, that little bit milder. We're already looking at the temperature being around 8, 9 Celsius across all three counties in some places. Now, through the course of the day, we'll have further outbreaks of rain, perhaps a little bit of brightness through the middle, uh, but it's really just going to feel rather damp and miserable. But the temperature will get up to around 10, maybe 11 Celsius. Overnight tonight, the rain returns more persistent. It will continue to come and go through to dawn. Uh, it's accompanied by quite a gusty wind as well, but it does keep things relatively mild. In single figures, frost-free, 6 or 7 Celsius. So for Thursday, that's a cold front that moves through overnight, which brings all that rain behind it. The air a little bit fresher, but also a little bit clearer. So we should at least see the sunshine. One or two sharp showers around tomorrow, though, accompanied by, again, a gusty wind. We're looking at a maximum of 10, maybe 11 Celsius. That's your forecast. Original British drama on BBC One. My father raised me on tales of the great heroism of the musketeers. In 1630, protecting the French crown was the job of a legendary fighting force. I'm looking for Athos. You found him? My name is D'Artagnan. Prepare to fight. One of us dies here. Now that's the way to make an entrance. Meet Porthos. Fighting, kicking, it's all good. D'Artagnan. You'll have to kill me for it. Aramis. He knows the musketeer motto. Every man for himself. And Athos. What could possibly go wrong? The musketeers. These musketeers will ruin France. This Sunday night at nine on BBC One and BBC One HD. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Here we go. Some texts on taking your kids out of school. Funny, I didn't think I didn't think it would go as as big as it has. Lots of you getting in touch. Eight one three double three. Starting your text, three C. Um, I'll put your name on it. I'm not going to read them out unless they have names on. Sorry, uh, Tom in Bedford. If my 15 year old wanted to miss crucial schooling on the eve of GCSE exams, I would be worried. At most key stages, every day matters, especially at age 15. A holiday won't help her get good grades. Well, Tom, I would suggest that a responsible parent... Okay, Responsible parent says to the school, taking the kids out for a week, there's nothing you can do about it. But what I can do as a responsible parent is I can ask you to um, give the kids a little bit of extra work before they go away. Give me some work they can... Not too much, 
Give me some work they can be doing while they're away, and then they'll do extra homework when they come back. How's about them apples? Huh? Compromise? Good compromise? Of course it is. A cracking compromise. Fee in Luton says, Catherine, you're right. Ian sounds like the parents I see during my work week. Sorry? I'm not saying anything. You're doing a really weird dance. It's a victory dance. Okay. Ian sounds like the parents I see during my work week. Clearly he is yet to connect the dots about why missing a day at school makes a difference in a child's learning. The education law is in place for good reason, which is too much to explain. Ian will see the impact on his children's learning, behaviour and socialising skills if he holds to that attitude. Why do you think the education law is in place? It's so they can keep an eye on everyone, they know where everyone is, Okay. I took time out of school to go on holiday when I was a kid. Look at me. Look at me. I worked with Ricky Gervais 15 years ago. You see? You see? Dreams can come true. My, and my son's, he, he, he's four. He was four in He can read. So. I think the part of the problem with this is the phrase responsible parent. It's one of those things that everyone thinks they are, like the snappy dresser, someone with a great sense of humour. Yeah. Can't all be right, can we? No, but I am a responsible parent. Yeah, if you say so. No, but, but I am. You're such a... Lisa and Hitchin, what about parents who decide they don't want their children to go to school at all, then, on account that it's up to them, what happens to their kids? What? No idea what that means, Lisa. Shirley and Milton Keynes, Ian, don't forget teachers can only have holidays in the school holidays and I teach in a nursery school, but we still have to pay the Rocket Sky prices for our holidays all the time. Get a different job. Get a different job. And finally, uh, the school should make a decision based on the child's past absences and limit it, limit it to five days per year. K and Milton Keynes. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Now, Milton Keynes is one of the worst places in the country. For abandoned dogs. Sorry, I've ended the sentence there. Milton Keynes, one of the worst places in the country for abandoned dogs. New research suggests this is because owners are apparently underestimating the costs involved in looking after their pooch. The figure's been put at over £13,000. Wowzers. So this morning we've sent our reporter, Justin Daly, to the Hula Animal Rescue Centre in Milton Keynes to find out exactly what's going on. Justin, tell us what's happening there. Good morning, boss. I'm with uh, Kat Mailing, who is uh, the manager here. Kat, good morning. You have two abandoned dogs here at your centre. Tell us more about those dogs. Yeah, unfortunately we um, have Robin, who was found tied to a tree in the middle of a woods, left to die, basically, on his own. Um, He came to us in July and is still looking for his home. And we have Holly, who sadly was tied to the gate three weeks ago, hence the name Holly, um, at nine o'clock at night. So they were just left here with no one to tell us anything about them. I mean, these stories are absolutely horrendous, aren't they? Must really upset you seeing the dogs in that state. When you get to know their personality, that's what's really difficult because they're not just an object. They're not something that's just throwawayable, if that's a word, but you know what I mean. They're just something that people um, see as an object, which they're not. They're a living thing. The dogs were very loud a moment ago. They've now quietened down. Um, How many dogs have you got here full stop? Um, Really, we should have 19. We actually have 21 at the moment. uh, But we've got too many dogs here. We're able to care for them, obviously, but we do need to keep our numbers down to be able to give them the best training, etc. But actually, 21 at the moment. And what breed do you see more than any other here at this centre? Uh, it's the, probably the bull breed and the Staffordshire Bull Terrier, unfortunately. A lot of people um, don't want to rehome those dogs. They think they've got issues. They think they're hard to control, which is not the case at all. So what's the answer? If people aren't still abandoning their dogs, um, what's the answer to, to try and solve this? Because we talk about this every single January, don't we? Yes, we do. Um, 
in my eyes I feel that it'd be education um, something to uh, you know working with the schools so they have that actually in the uh, you know in in lessons with the uh, children on animal welfare and caring for animals it doesn't have to be every day but something perhaps monthly and if people want to come and see these dogs uh, you see you've got uh, 21 here at the moment if they're looking for a, a new dog this time of year um, where exactly are you how can people get in contact with you um, we're in Aspley Guys which is near Woburn Sands so just outside of Milton Keynes um, they can go on our Facebook page which is very popular um, everything goes on there that's very instant and then we've also got our website at www.hularescue.org and how does this work because you can't just simply turn up and take a dog away so, so what's the process like if somebody wants one of your dogs you can simply turn up between one and three and uh, have a look around and see our dogs, see our cats and our rabbits also. Um, and then we can try and match you up with the, the dog that suits you, um, trying to get it so that the dog is the best match for you and you're the best match for the dog. So do you go to that person's home? Do you check them out? Do you do everything you possibly can to ensure that dog's going to get a proper home moving forward? Yes, someone has to fill out an application form and that ensures that we get the right information that we need um, and then a home check is done and they will visit us as many times to get the dog used to, to them and them used to the dog. But how do you let them go? You must get attached to these dogs. You've got two dogs yourself. How can you let them go? You must feel sad. Uh, when you get, like I said, when you get to know the personality, obviously you get to, you know, you, you love the dogs that we have here. However, you don't want to see them in a kennel environment. You want to see them in a home environment and it would be selfish for me to want them here full time. And uh, final word on Milson Keynes, one of the worst areas in the country for abandoned dogs. Um, what's your reaction to that? Does that surprise you? Um, it probably doesn't surprise me. It's a shame and it's something that makes us want to go out there and change that. Okay, Ian, uh, we've got uh, Holly and Robin. What I'm going to do, I'm going to get a picture of these two abandoned dogs. I'm uh, going to send them on to you and the team, and we should put that photograph on our Facebook page. How does that sound? It sounds fantastic, Justin. Can you ask your, your guests, what should people do? Because sometimes situations do change, don't they? And you, mm. you buy a pet thinking, yes, I'm going to make a lifelong commitment. Then sometimes things change. You have to downsize, or you have a, a, an unexpected kid, or you, you, can't, you simply can't afford it. What should people do in that situation? Yeah, something Kat was talking about before we actually went on air, about people's situations changing if, if people do lose their jobs or, or or their situations change full stop what should they do if they've got a dog uh, basically how we have to work it is a waiting list um, and that's how a lot of rescues have to do it you haven't got empty kennels waiting so they're more than welcome to ring us up we understand we are here as a rescue um, it's not a bad thing if you need to relinquish your animal however it needs to be done the correct way and not by abandoning them so people often phone you saying for for whatever reason my partner may be ill or we're going through financial difficulties unfortunately it's going to break our heart but we need to give our dog up you often receive calls like that do you uh, that's daily yes daily um, we get those calls and uh, the animal does have to go on a waiting list and then when we get space the animal come into us unfortunately we can't just take them in straight away there you go Ian. your question answered justin thank you very much indeed oh eight four five nine four double five five double five we'll put the picture of those two dogs up on the facebook page on the subject of taking your kids out of school for holiday stewart's in bedford morning stewart morning so what's your Good take boy. on this Definitely do not agree with getting fined. Um, when I was young, I, I, I was taken out of school quite a few times to go on holiday. Um, not for massive periods of time, a couple of weeks, but to be honest, it was towards the end of the year when there wasn't much going on. Um, and we went to the usual places, Spain and things like that, when I was early on. But then later on, we went to places like Thailand, Sri Lanka, um, places like that. And the things I saw out there made me realise that there's a bigger picture in life.
Thank you. Without those, without those experiences, 100%, I would not be where I am now. There I is a ho- There is a whole... Well, hang on a second. Where are you now, Stuart? Are you, a, are you a, a, an alcoholic living in a gutter? I'm not. I'm a managing director of a, uh, of a company. Boom. And, uh, painting and decorating. Catherine? Doing Catherine's saying painting and decorating. That's what... He's a contractor, yeah. does contracts for big companies. But, yeah, yeah, and your problem... What's wrong with that? Nothing. So he, I was just filling you a, in. He's, in a your very, ear, but he's, he's a very, he's a very, very successful man. I'm not going to make an argument against travel. Travel does broaden the mind. It's great for kids. Exactly, and sometimes going and seeing things, and as, as, as Stuart says there, real, realizing there is a bigger world out there mm-hmm. is more important than reading flipping Chaucer. Definitely. Really? Yes. Okay. Definitely. What if reading Chaucer is going to pass you your exam? Yeah, but I, but I never. I didn't study for any of my GCSEs. I've still got a B, five C's, and a couple of other grades. But to be honest, that wasn't. Uh, Just imagine how much never, better I've you could have done if you'd have stayed in school. Catherine, that, that's some manners. Yeah, I couldn't speak. be anywhere other than where I am now. I work for myself. I've got 30 people working for me. I've got. I, I, I'm exactly where I wanted to be. And GCSEs have never come to it. I think the drive you get from seeing people living under their market stall and that's their life and they have one bowl of rice a day, it gives you the drive to want more in life. It's not about, about sitting down in the classroom and let the teacher hey. write on a whiteboard for you to copy down in your, in your book and not learn anything. It's why not learning. It, why, why is it an either-or situation? Because some families can't afford no, to do it. No, some families need to save up. Some families make it work. Stuart, we have to end it there. Thank you very much. I apologise for Catherine's behaviour. Don't. Well, I, I feel I ought to, as I'm the, the captain of this ship. And oh, really? You're, you're the drunk um, bar staff. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you got me there. Thank you very much. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio the M25 anti-clockwise still very slow between 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40 in Clophill the A6 slow approaching the roundabout at the A507 also on the sensors Chesant looking very slow on College Road around Turners Hill public transport has no reported problems I'm Alice Glossop BBC Three Counties Radio Alice thank you very much indeed it's genuinely getting quite heated here between Catherine and myself I suspect <laughs> you're not right. Don't whisper in my ear when I'm talking. I suspect this will be one of those arguments that continues over breakfast. We'll see. Right, here's the news with Jane. Oh, I pressed the button too early, so we'll just fade that music out. No one noticed, and Jane will pick up, and we'll never mention this ever again. <clears throat> It's eight o'clock. I'm Jane Killick. The headlines. Bedfordshire Police and Crime Commissioner says he's learnt his lesson. Bedford pensioner living in a tent after a row over council tax and driver caught speeding on the M1 says he was playing in his new car. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire's Police and Crime Commissioner could face further sanctions after he admitted giving away confidential information about a death in custody case in Luton. The county's Police and Crime Panel gave Ollie Martins a written reprimand. But the Independent Police Complaints Commissioner which is investigating the death of Leon Briggs, has the power to call in the decision. The chairman of the panel, Fiona Chapman, says the episode exposes the naivety of some commissioners. A lot of them have been thrown into the job uh, with no training and they've suddenly got an enormous learning curve. I hope that they will learn from his, Ollie's mistake just as much as he has. 
A 64-year-old woman from Bedford is having to live in a tent after being evicted from her home because of a long-running row over her council tax bill. Marilyn Robinson-White and her daughter believed they were exempt as they were on benefits and the bill had been sent in error. After more than 20 court hearings, they now face a £50,000 legal bill. Marilyn says her situation is not mentally survivable. I just want to go back into my home, just go back into my home. I can't think of anything else to say. It's not mentally survivable what's happened here. Um, We're sitting on our allotment looking at our house. Labour is calling on the Treasury to block any attempt by the Royal Bank of Scotland to pay staff large bonuses. Labour's also preparing to set out more details of plans to force the big five high street banks to sell some of their branches. Discussions over plans to expand or create gypsy and traveller sites in central Bedfordshire took place yesterday afternoon. Councillors were told that there are plans for 66 pitches, which would each have room for one family. Richard Williams reports. The councillors gave their backing to 15 pitches at the controversial site by the A6 at barton le clay and also backed the expansion of an existing site at the edge of the village to a total of 13 pitches. But they agreed to remove plans for a site at Potton. They backed other plans for Fairfield, Tingrith and Caddington. A full council meeting will discuss the proposals further at the end of the month. Police in Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire carried out speed checks yesterday. One driver was seen doing 105 miles per hour on the M1. When stopped, he admitted to playing in his new car. On the A41 in Berkhamsted, a driver was recorded at going at 95 miles per hour in heavy rain. On to football and in the FA Cup third round. Watford are through after a 2-0 win at home to Bristol City, but the MK Dons were knocked out by a 3-1 defeat by Wigan. Luton Town were knocked out of the FA Trophy after losing 1-0 to Cambridge and in last night's League One game, Stevenage won 2-0 at home to Swindon. The weather, mist and patchy rain will clear to leave a largely cloudy day with some brighter intervals this afternoon. Temperatures up to 10 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties expertly done jane thank you very much indeed mistakes what mistakes no 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 no. me and my fat fingers right lots coming up in the last hour of the show before jvs at nine including a 64 year old bedford woman has been reduced to living in a tent as the result of a council tax row incredible story we'll have more on that Bedfordshire's Crime Commissioner Ollie Martins is in hot water after admitting leaking information about the custody death of a Luton man to a member of the Home Office. Well, he's joining me in the studio in the next few minutes. We'll find out what's going on. And a couple are being taken to court for taking their kids out of school to go on holiday. Really? It's causing great tension here in the studio between myself and Catherine. We strongly disagree. What are your thoughts? Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. You can send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR, or we've got uh, two, three lines free at the moment. Now's an excellent time to call 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now... Bedfordshire's Police and Crime Commissioner has appeared in front of a panel where he admitted leaking confidential information about a death in custody in uh, a death in custody case in Luton. Ollie Martins received a written reprimand and says he considered resigning over the disclosure of details of the Leon Briggs case to a member of the Home Office. Well, he was on the show last week and I tried to tackle him about it then. Also, a final question if I can before you go. Beds Police, subject to a number of IPCC investigations. Apparently you were referred to the IPCC by your own Chief Constable over the death of Leon Briggs. What, what, why were you referred? What was that about? 
I'm afraid I'm going to have to dodge that particular bullet. Um, what I will say is that the facts aren't quite as they've been presented okay. in the media, but there is a process that has to be gone okay. through, and I'll be happy to, you know, I'm not, not dodging accountability no. and transparency, but there's a process that has to be gone through, and I'll be happy to talk further once that process... You didn't leak information to the Home Office that you shouldn't have done? As I say, uh, not everything is, has, has been reported, but I'll be happy to talk about it okay. when we've got to the end of the process. Well, he's true to his word. Ollie Martin joins me this morning. Thank you very much. So you did leak information to a member of the Home Office that you shouldn't have done. Why? I've got to correct you on two things. Okay. Firstly... Uh, the disclosure that I made did not involve anyone from the Home Office. OK. Uh, and secondly, you describe it as a leak, which makes it sound like it was deliberate, maybe even malicious or done with self-interest. It wasn't. It was an inadvertent disclosure. You that, disclosed that, confidential information yeah, about I mean, a, that, a death in custody. That having, that having been said, you know, it's still a very serious, very sensitive issue. I hold my hands up. I made a mistake. Um, and I'm very frank uh, about that, so I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to wriggle off or play down the seriousness of it. But I think it's important to make clear that a it didn't involve some anyone from the Home Office. So it definitely wasn't someone from the Home Office. No, it definitely wasn't someone from the Home Office. Who was um, it then? And well, you know, when this when this first happened, I felt pretty dreadful. Um, and my initial instinct was. What I want to do is be absolutely honest, and you know the letter that you've quoted for from the, that mentions the the prospect that you know that I considered resignation. That was actually the the letter that I sent to the panel was originally drafted as a column to go into a local newspaper because I was going to be completely frank about it. Now I was persuaded that while that might be in my best interests and you know what I wanted to do for me. Um, and, and my relationship with the people that I'm elected to serve, actually, um, there were wider considerations uh, and, you know, there were other things that I should consider, not just what I thought was, was right for me. As a result of that, um, you know, that, that is the reason why uh, attempts were made to keep this uh, a confidential matter. Um, and, you know, I've, so there are some questions that I still can't answer because it's not appropriate. You know, we're in the middle of a very sensitive inquiry um, and that is still that is still the case. Um, so it might look like I'm trying, I'm, you know, I'm wriggling and not being transparent. But, you know, that's just I'm just going to have to take that on the chin if that's what I look like, because there are considerations wider than just what suits okay. me. But who did you tell? That, that wouldn't affect the Leon Briggs would, investigation. Would um, yeah, I mean, there are other there are other interests that um, that mean that I you know, don't want to get into that. If you can't tell us who specific, what's the nature of the relationship with the person? Is it professional or personal? Uh, again, I don't want to be disclosing too much. But why would I that mean, affect, you know, affect this is, the ongoing case? This is all, um, it's all to do with the sensitive uh, case. There are, you know, other, other interests uh, that I have to consider. Um, so, you know, I want to be very careful about what I get into talking about. It does sound like you're evading it slightly. I know it does, but, you know, that's... I made a mistake. I'll have to take the consequences on the chin. Why did you do it? Um, again, all I can say is that it was inadvertent. You know, I wasn't... How can you I inadvertently leak or, or say something about an ongoing well, it case? Was a, it was a conversation. It was Why were you having that conversation? Why were you having a conversation as the, well, police, and do, the police and crime commissioner about a, a, an ongoing case involving a death in custody? Because you do have conversations. Not about, not with confidential information you don't. In your position. 
Well, as I say, you know, even police and crime commissioners are subject to human frailty and make mistakes. And I'm holding my hands up. I admit I made a mistake. And, you know, I've learned a very important lesson. I would have assumed that was a lesson you would have known already, though, that, that to, to um, uh, reveal a pr- inappropriate, privileged information in a conversation, whether with a professional or, or a personal uh, a contact, that that was inappropriate. Fair point. Why Why has it taken uh, the, the, the panel, why has it taken this investigation for you to learn that, though? Oh, I think I learned it um, <laughs> sooner than that. Uh, you know, I realised very early on that I'd... Uh, that I'd made a mistake. Um, I took steps to remedy the situation. Uh, and to a certain extent, that was um, successful because it's still only a fairly limited circle of people um, that are aware of the contents of the conversation. What was the nature of what you disclosed? Uh, again, I'm not going to get into that. Was it about what happened? Was it about what the police had told you? Was it about what the victims had told you? It, it, it's pertinent because you did betray someone's trust, didn't you? I should have been a lot more careful with the information that was passed to me, yes. A- and what was the nature of that information? I don't want the details, but it, it, it is pertinent, well, isn't it? To you, know, know- you know that it relates to the death in custody of Leon Briggs. Yep. And was that information that the police had given you or the victim's family had given you? Well, I get most of my information from the police. So it was police information that you passed on to someone else? That I discussed, yeah. Okay. I'm surprised, Ollie, because you're such a sensible gentleman, and I enjoy our discussions. I'm really surprised that you would think that that was appropriate to do. Even, I mean, what was it? Were you in a bar? Was it with a friend? What was the scenario where you thought you felt relaxed enough to do that? All I will say is it was a, it was a private conversation. um, And, you know, it is the sort of mistake that, that anyone could make. Um, But, you know, I'm not anyone. I'm a police and crime commissioner. So I have to be a lot more careful. And that is certainly the lesson that I've learned. Leaking confidential details about an ongoing case. Do you feel guilty of misconduct in a public office? Uh, These issues have been looked at. Um, It wasn't an offence because the information wasn't subject to data protection. It wasn't wasn't officially um, restricted uh, and there were no ongoing court proceedings. So for those reasons... um, it was referred to the panel, who, as you know, have reached the conclusion that I should receive a severe reprimand. What does that actually? What does that mean? A severe reprimand? Slap wrist, isn't it? Basically, nothing happens. Um, well, it doesn't feel like it where I'm sitting. Well, you're having a slightly awkward interview that will be over in five minutes, maybe a bit longer. <clears throat> it will be in the local papers, possibly a little column in the national papers. But that's it, isn't it, really? That's all that will happen. You're not going to receive uh, uh, um, imprisonment or, or a suspension or a fine or anything like that. So it is a slap wrist, isn't it? You've got off lightly. Well, I mean, people have considered whether those um, whether that would apply. As I say, you know, they've looked at, was it data protection? Uh, was it uh, uh, an officially um, restricted, categorised, or uh, were there ongoing court proceedings that it could have uh, interfered with? Uh, but none of those applied. Your police force notified the IPCC about this. The panel didn't refer it, uh, and the IPCC has the power to overrule that. Would you be surprised if the police watchdog did that and began an investigation? Would you welcome that? I think, given the circumstances... Um, 
and the fact that, uh, as I say, the uh, circle of people um, who got to know of what I was discussing was limited, um, I would be surprised um, if they uh, took it any further. Um, but clearly that's a matter for them. But I would have thought that their priority is um, conducting their investigation into how Leon Briggs died uh, rather than pursuing me. You say a circle of people. So how many people did you tell? No, I only told one person. And that person then told others? And then it went back to the police, yeah. Okay. How many people did that person tell? One other. Okay. You're lucky that it wasn't more people, aren't you, really? I am, yes. Or that, you know, it wasn't a phone call to someone here or a journalist in a paper or anything like that? Yeah, but then that's the nature of the circumstances, so... Uh, in your line of work and in your past at Victim Support, do, do, do people tell you confidential information? Yes, this is why you would have thought that I would be more careful. Can people be expected to trust you again, Ollie? Well, I mean, as I say, when it happened, I felt pretty dreadful and I, I thought... It's one thing feeling was, dreadful. No, no, well, I th- the reason that I felt dreadful was because I, you know, that was the question that I was asking myself. Um... But actually, what I've found is that, you know, if you're straight with people and you say, you know, yes, even a police and crime commissioner can make a mistake and is subject to human frailty. um, I mean, the experience of the past few weeks is that, you know, on that basis, people are quite forgiving. And, you know, provided I don't make provided it doesn't happen again then I think people will draw a line on it and think, well, you know, yes, he made a mistake. He's been straight and honest about it, um, and he's got a job to do. Do you think the, the family members of Leon Briggs will, will think that? They may well do. I don't know. Uh, if your chief constable had done what you did, would you expect her to resign? Um, I think, as I say, people are quite forgiving and I think all people can make errors um if a copper had done it he'd have got the sack wouldn't he I think it would depend upon the circumstances um you know as I say this was an this was a slip it wasn't something done with any malicious intent or self-interest it was an accidental uh disclosure um so I think you have to take uh you have to take each case um on its merits you said you thought about resigning. Doesn't ne- doesn't really mean anything. I thought about resigning from here. You, you can think about it. It doesn't really mean it. Are, are you still considering resigning? I think that if this had become um, a massive distraction and was stopping me doing my job, uh, those are the circumstances in which um, I'd consider my position. Um, as I say, uh, you know, I've been, um, I've found that, that people are forgiving because of the circumstances that I've described, um, and, you know, people will give me another chance. But if this carried on, if this, this, this did go um, to the IPCC and get bigger, resigning is still a, a possibility? Well, I'd have to say yes. Ollie, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much for coming in. Um, and um, 
you know, if, if you're still in your job, maybe we can have a, 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 a chat about something a little bit better next time. Ollie, thank you very much. All right, thank you. 459 555 is the phone number. If the travel's still there, let's get that now. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 London bound is heavy at Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead and the M25 anti-clockwise very slow between 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. Also looking heavy between 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Now the A1M southbound on the speed sensors slow between Junction 9 for Letchworth and 7 for um, Stevenage and the A5 southbound also struggling around Mark Yates. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.17. It's Wednesday the 15th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Um, hang on a second, let me just go back a little bit. I've got, uh, there they are. A woman from Bedford who ran up a huge legal bill over a council tax row is now having to live in a tent. The Police and Crime Commissioner for Bedfordshire says he's learnt his lesson after being reprimanded for giving away confidential information. And in football, Luton Town have been knocked out of the FA Trophy in a 1-0 home defeat by Cambridge. BBC's Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. Milton Keynes is smarter than your average city and the borough has now been named as one of the five places invited to a smart cities forum. With the best local news stories. Bedford Hospital's leadership has been described as weak in a damning independent report into the problems in the paediatric department last summer. With the best local talking points. An ordinary postman from Watford had a dream that one day that he would raise enough money to build the first free independent hospital in his hometown in Pakistan. After three years of campaigning, hard campaigning, Houghton Regis Leisure Centre Swimming Pool had been saved and would in fact be reopened. Roberto Peroni, weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Good morning. Nice to have you here with me today. You've got no shoes on. I'm finding it very comfortable. You just interviewed Ollie Martins. Yes. Very good interview, may I say. Thank you. With no shoes on. Yes. That was me, not Ollie. Ollie was wearing shoes. Right. Yes. I'm thinking... uh, You you let me know. You're a professional broadcaster. I'm thinking of bringing my slippers in and just having my slippers just in the corner of the studio and doing the show in slippers. Really? Yeah, I am. Because they're they're really nice to wear. Very comfortable. I'd judge you. Oh. Really? I would. Negatively or positively? Negatively. That's that's interesting. I'm a little bit that down. I'm a little bit suspicious of slippers anyway. Maybe I, I think there's something rather unnatural about slippers. Negatively. Okay. Wait, what's what's wrong with you? What do you wear around the house? Uh, well, I either wear shoes. Oh, for goodness! Sake. I wear a very smart pair of shoes. You wear, do you wear slacks and a tie and a blazer as well? Or I no, I don't. I don't really like taking my shoes off in the house. Oh. And I tell you what, I don't like. I don't like people when you go around to their house and they say, "Would you mind taking your shoes off?" Yes, I would. How common! If you go upstairs in my house, you are taking your shoes off. Well, I wouldn't come round. I'd say I don't want to go up there. Right. Why would I be going upstairs in your house anyway? For the tour of the house. The tour see, of the house. The West Wing. To use the facilities oh. for a little bit of fun, you know. Who <laughs> knows? Who knows? What, you don't know what happens in my house. No, that's true. No, I'm not keen on taking my shoes off. OK. But if I do walk around with no shoes on, I'll just uh, wear a socked foot. You really are very... Are you got carpet or wooden floors? Both. Well, you're going to slip and uh, do yourself a mischief. Well, I've never slipped so far. Not yet. I've had parquet for years. 
You can get cream for that, I think. Now, now, what's on your show this morning? Coming up on this morning's big phone in at nine. Are parents who split up letting their children down? Oh, that's a good one. A senior conservative has told journalists divorced and separated parents should be criticised for their failed relationships. Sir Gerald Howarth argues that family breakdown is costing the taxpayer tens of billions of pounds a year. It's about time we condemned couples who separate. He wants the church to be more critical of family breakdown, whilst other conservative colleagues, um, Sir Edward Lee, MP, he's described divorce as the modern plague, and MP for South West Bedfordshire, Andrew Salou, he's gone even further saying divorce is bad for children's health. Uh-huh. Well, from nine this morning, I want your views on this. Are parents who, who split up letting their children down? Your calls with your experiences on 08459 455 555. I would suggest that divorce is bad for children's health, but then also staying, you know, if you're unhappy together is also bad for the children's health. It's not, it's not an easy option to divorce, I don't but think. But then, and, and I say this, because these conservatives are not here to yes. perhaps uh, illustrate their point, but perhaps they would argue that parents should quietly behind the scenes work on their problems. They should yeah. not be too quick to split up. They should not divorce. I'd give they you that. Try yes. and work out the relationship. People have become too quick to yes. say it's not working. We're not happy. Therefore, we will split the whole family up because as a couple, we're not happy. I think there should be more effort made. Yes, really. I, I, I will give you that. Yes. Although my pa- my parents divorced and they put a lot of effort into it and they eventually went. Nah, it's not working. Let's get out of here. Did it uh, affect you? Oh, yeah, of course. I was, I was 15 when it happened. It was affecting me terribly, yes. Yeah, so I was very upset. Very upset. Well, from nine this morning, I want your views, your experiences. Are parents who split up letting their children down? 08459. Very quickly, political reporter Paul Scoynes. Have you met him? Once or twice. Yes, he's the odd-looking fellow with the glasses. Looks like oh, a sad I, bear. I know yes. that one, yeah. He's emailed me. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was on the uh, Luton to Dunstable guided busway last night. He was sending me very excited texts that he was on there. Mm. Very excited. And he's, he's emailed, The driver on my bus on the Luton to Dunstable guided busway last night was wearing slippers to drive. Now, no. that's, that's inappropriate. That's disgusting. Is that, is that legal? I don't know. It's disgusting. You haven't got the necessary grip. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Right, right, let's do some of these texts on taking your kids out of school for holidays. Ian Lee, grrr, is your colleague even a parent, Catherine? Yes, twice. There we go. I'm paying £3,100 for a nine-day turkey holiday during term time. Would be a thousand... Thousand uh, pounds more a week later, May half term. Stefan Luton. Expensive, isn't it? I'd save up. Catherine is talking sense, and as usual, Ian is so arrogant he thinks his opinion is the only one that counts. Says Judy, he should learn how to have a proper discussion. I'm fed up with how rude he is every day to his colleagues. I don't see how they put up with it. Well, we don't really, do we? We get paid. Yeah, and also you know that. Uh, oh, the next one, Imran. Your producer needs a slap. Thanks, Imran. Kelly. What? Slapper. No. Do it. No. Do it. No. I'll do it. Ow. Does your producer have kids? Yes. My husband works at Vauxhall, so we have to. We had to have the three-week shutdown last two weeks in July and first week in August. We never took our daughters out of school, and if we went on holiday, we would... Uh, took, it doesn't make sense, James. English, please, for goodness sakes. Um, a couple of um, tweets. Michael York possibly the actor. Very impressed by Catherine. Very articulate argument this morning. Speak sense. Deserves to be heard more. 
Thanks, Dad. He's got no followers on Twitter. Next one, Paul Norman. <laughs> What's wrong with painting to earn a living? Tell the silly little girl to watch what she says. Excuse me, who are you? <laughs> Deary me. I never said there's anything wrong. My job, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a producer, so I need to furnish Ian with information. So I was trying to give him information that might promote more conversation. OK, thank you very much indeed. A few tweets here on... Um, Ollie Martin's, uh, uh, Martin's appearance. Uh, JLV says, good questioning from Ian Lee, but Ollie Martin's deflecting all questions in true politician style and still no acceptance of wrongdoing. I would disagree with that. I, I, I think he accepted he'd done wrong. But yes, there was some deflection. Um, um, if I, uh, Jason says, if I breach my contractual confidenti- confidentiality obligations, I will get sacked on the spot and possibly taken to court. Um, Nikki says, I can hear, actually hear Ollie Martin squirming. Adam Croft uh, says, uh, Ollie Martin comes across as a worryingly likeable chap. Shame his position of trust is now completely untenable. Um, let me see if there's any others. There's a few others, but maybe I'll read those a little bit later on because I've, I've got a guest waiting. And I want to, to, to crack on. The cost of employing locums in Milton Keynes Hospital's A&E department has more than doubled in the last three years. Official figures show that spending on temporary doctors grew from 234000 to £637,000. Well, Dr Cliff Mann is an A&E consultant and is the president of the College of Emergency Medicine, which represents A&E doctors across the UK. He joins me now. Good morning, Dr. Uh, good morning to you. Temporary doctors can earn a lot of money, can't they? Is it, is it more, much more than permanent staff? Uh, well, I think um, the, the temporary doctors themselves will have a much higher hourly rate. Mm. But whether they actually earn more money over the course of the year, it obviously depends on how many shifts they manage to uh, obtain at those rates. Why are hospitals having to employ locums? Um, well, the main reason is that for the last three years, we failed to recruit into our national training scheme to the tune of 50% each year, which means that we're about 370 registrars short. Um, that's the equivalent to seeing three quarters of a million patients every year. Why are you having trouble recruiting doctors? Well, the main problem is that we've managed to find ourselves in a vicious circle where um, the workload and work intensity has risen year on year. That means that fewer people are choosing emergency medicine, and that also that, that then means that the workload and work intensity rises for those who remain. Would I be right as well in, in thinking that um, A and E is not a particularly attractive proposition for doctors? Uh, no, I disagree. I think emergency medicine is one of the, the most exciting and professionally awarding careers you can have. I, I don't think I'd be president of the college otherwise. Really, and, and even we, though we, we hear all these stories about obnoxious drunk people going in and, and people just going in there, you know, taking the mick, would it, would it not be... Would doctors not feel happier in a slightly quieter line of work? Or is it the excitement that drives them? Yeah, I think if you choose emergency medicine, then, then, then there's a degree of the um, dealing with the unknown, every day being different, and, and facing the challenge that is the reason you get out of bed in the morning. Um, I think the, the issue around drunks and people who perhaps shouldn't be there is really rather sort of flotsam and jepsum. It's not, it's not the key issue of our problems. Is uh, recruiting abroad uh, a, a possible solution here? Uh, well, it is now. Up until recently, it wasn't, because if you were going to recruit from outside of Europe, the most you could offer people was a two-year post here, which didn't allow them to complete training and, uh, and, and really meant it wasn't a very attractive option. We've now got an agreement with Health Education England and the Home Office to extend that, that two-year period in emergency medicine to four years, 
which means that people can complete their training. And I, so I think from this year, it'll be a much more attractive proposition. And, and finally, Doctor, is there a, a, a damage that A&E doctors burn out because of the intensity? Oh, there is, and uh, this is a huge concern to me and the college. In, in London at the moment, we have more emergency medicine consultants seeking professional advice and counselling than any other specialty, uh, and the number is rising week by week. Uh, my, my real concern is that we do need to protect the people that are currently in post because we can ill afford to lose any more. Uh, Dr Cliffman, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much uh, indeed. That's Dr Cliffman, um, an A&E consultant and president of the College of Emergency Medicine. 8.29, let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 London bound is heavy at Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead and the M25 anti-clockwise very slow between 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. Also struggling between 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. On the A1M southbound, slow going between 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage. And in Watford, the lower high street is quite heavy at Bushy Arches. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thanks very much. 8.30, let's get the news and sport now. Here's Jane. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Jane Killick. The headlines. The Police and Crime Commissioner for Bedfordshire says he's learnt his lessons. Ollie Martins has been reprimanded by the Police and Crime Panel for revealing confidential information about Leon Briggs, the Luton man who died in police custody. A 64-year-old woman from Bedford is having to live in a tent after being evicted from her home because of a long-running row over her council tax bill. Marilyn Robinson-White and her daughter believed they were exempt as they were on benefits and the bill had been sent in error. Central Bedfordshire councillors have given the backing to 15 gypsy and traveller sites. They include the controversial site by the A6 at Barton Clay, but plans for a site at Potton have been dropped. The weather, a mostly cloudy day with some bright intervals this afternoon and a high of 10 Celsius. On to sport and in football, Watford are through to the fourth round of the FA Cup after a 2-0 win at home to Bristol City last night. Marco Faraoni and Lewis McGugan scored the goals. Hornets goalkeeping coach Alec Chamberlain was pleased with the result. Pleased to get through after a difficult start to the game again, really. But uh, in the end, I think uh, we just had that little extra bit of quality, especially uh, uh, in the last third. And, uh, you know, we made our chances pay. And Watford will face either Blackburn or Manchester City in the fourth round. Milton Keynes Dons were knocked out of the third round of the FA Cup after losing 3-1 at home to Wigan after extra time. However, Dons manager Carl Robinson praised his side. I thought Sammy Akrudder was outstanding, absolutely outstanding. Obviously, it's a, it, that was an interesting one for me. I thought the whole team played really well today. I thought we were very compact. Listen, you're playing against some of the fastest forwards in the Championship. I thought Andy Kay, I thought we, we dealt with it really well. Um, just one or two little errors. I just had an interesting stat of the referee. We gave away two fouls over 90 minutes. In League One, Stevenage won 2-0 at home to Swindon. Lucas Atkins and Felipe Moraes scored the goals. Luton Town were knocked out of the FA Trophy's second round after losing 1-0 at home to Cambridge. And in cricket, Watford's Stephen Finn will return home early from England's tour of Australia to work on technical aspects of his game. The fast bowler was the only member of the 17-man test squad not to feature during the 5-0 Ashes series whitewash. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. I'll be back with a full bulletin at nine. Call 08459 455 555. Now, BBC Three Counties Radio. I don't know much about sports or cricket, 
but to being sent home for Australia to work on technical... Put that away, Kath. To be sent home from Australia to work on technical aspects of the game, that basically mean, that means practice more, doesn't it? That means you are rubbish, go and practice more. Technical aspects. Yeah. It does sound like that, doesn't it? Uh, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We're still talking this morning about whether it's acceptable. Let me finish before no, you. I was going to say about cricket. In. What I do know about cricket is you don't have to be brilliant at everything. You don't have to be an all rounder. Some of them are just good at bowling. No, the and all rubbish at batting. I thought the all rounders meant that you were okay at everything, but not brilliant. Mm. But if you were if you were like a um, a batting specialist, you'd be a batsman. Batsman. Uh, imagine if you, the best thing you can do is fielding. What you, what you, what Catching. Can you, I, I can catch a really heavy ball. They are hard, though, and frightening. I, I caught a cricket ball once. Never again. Never again. It's the most one of the most painful things in the world, isn't it? I've taken a couple to the head in my time. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> well, there's an image. There's an image if you're off on your way to work. I'm not letting her near a microphone again. So, uh, story in the paper. Um, couple took their children out of school for a week's holiday in Rhodes, could face jail for refusing to pay fines. I don't think there's anything wrong with taking your kids out of school for a week. Two weeks? Uh, if you're going for two weeks, you definitely have to ask the school for um, some work for the kids to do on the holiday. You definitely have to do that and make the offer of them doing more homework for a week after they get back. So they're playing catch-up in the two zone, OK? What's that from? You're playing catch up. You're playing catch up in the two zone. What? What, what is? What is that from? Biker Grove. No, Spooky. Okay, it's a it's a quiz. Oh no! What? Okay. What what voice is that? Naughty naughty. Okay. <laughs> so you're playing catch up in the two zone. I'm a fruit. I'm round and I'm orange. What am I? What is that? That's a program. Oh. Kelly, you won't know. You're a child. Do it again. Is it Cosmo and Dibs? No, it's a quiz. It's a Do quiz. It again. Okay. You're playing catch-up in the two-zone. Oh, is it going for gold? Henry Kelly. Yes, it is! Excellent impression. (laughs) Okay, I'm Henry Kelly. You're playing catch-up... Where is he from? From Ireland. Is the accent... Is that what that is? And they would would have rounds. They would have rounds. It was going for gold. was a brilliant quiz. They were all from different countries. But it was... I'm André from uh, Brussels. They were all from Europe, but it was conducted in English. (laughs) You foreign suckers. They often won. Okay. You're playing catch-up in the two-zone. That I'm, is not Irish. I'm a fruit. And why are you doing, why are you that doing with your the arms? gangster I'm holding, arms? I'm holding the question. I'm holding oh, the card. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> why are you doing that with your shoulder as well? <laughs> You're pushing your head into your shoulder. <laughs> You're playing catch up in the two zone. I'm a What's fruit. The two zone? I'm round and I'm orange. What? Oh. Uh, Oi, is it the potato in me? A fruit. <laughs> it was good, that. And he had a lovely side parting. He did, Henry Kelly. I once saw him um, running out of a pub because his mobile phone went off. You weren't allowed to have mobile phones in that pub. Uh, and the, the, song, the theme song went, the heat is on, the time is right. It's time for you. Because everyone's co- people are coming, everyone's, everyone's trying, trying, trying to, to be the best, the best that they can when they're going for gold. Going for gold. <laughs> now, my friend Carvus and uh, Bobak, they're Iranian, so don't make fun of their names. That'd be racist. I wouldn't. Their dad thought that the first line to the song was not the heat is on, but the heat is on. thought it was the heat is on. And he thought that all of the lines were sung in European languages. Anyway, 1969. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for that. Text, I'm waiting for you to sort out what the next thing is. Or is it just me? Yes. 
I've yet to hear you tell an interesting story. Oh, what, you didn't like the Henry Kelly running out of the pub thing? What was the point in that? To answer his phone. Why did he have to leave the pub? Not allowed in with their mobile. What pub is this? It was the Victoria pub in Highgate. Why aren't you allowed in with your phones? Rude. I used to live opposite it. Um, and the house that I used to live in, mm. my favourite, favourite house I've ever lived in, I wish I bought it. Um, who, do you know who used to live in there one, uh, one time before me with a buffer of one person? Give me a clue. Crispy and Mills. Don't know who that is. Oh, I had a big thing about him in the 90s. Hayley Mills son. Oh, Govin- oh yeah, 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 I know him from Kula Shaker. Govin the Jaya Jaya. Govin, yeah. <laughs> Tap for Towers. I used to live in Tap for Towers. I love that album. A lot of people were very snooty about the it. The first album is brilliant. I thought it was great. Govin the Jaya Jaya. It's good. Anyway, right. Anyway, you stop dragging me off on tangents. Did you ever hear the Shire Horses version? Uh, no. Chicken tikka papa dum. I can't remember where it went. Oh, a bit racist, was it? No, it wasn't. It was all about going out for an Indian. Oh, right, because they played Indian style music, so it's okay to just say Indian. Oh, I've got a caller. Hey, well done. Some texts. Math in Hanslope says, My daughter really thrives on topics at school. It joins the learning up. This term they are looking at World War Two. She's so excited. I've asked for time off for school for her in May. We're going to invade Poland. Math. Um, my Oh, we've done those ones. OK, right, let's have a quick look at the Facebook page. You've been very, very vocal on Facebook this morning. And for that, for that, we can only thank you. 08459 555 Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Uh, let's say... Look, Drake says, Nobody would dispute the benefit of seeing and experiencing other cultures, but I don't think you see much culture in Sharm el-Sheikh or Benidorm. Just as much education and and experience can be gained by holidaying in the UK and using supermarket loyalty schemed wisely can save hundreds of a holiday. The thing is as well, okay, here's the thing about it. It doesn't have to be abroad, but let's just talk about going abroad for a moment. It's the experience, the experience of packing your clothes, the experience of going to the airport, of seeing how um, immigration works, of seeing how security checks work. All of those things are part of the learning experience. When I was a kid at school, they took me to the local shops to see what a supermarket was like. Oh, for goodness sakes. You still go through immigration and check your bags in um, during the school holidays? Um, Ashley says... If, if <laughs> during the school holidays. Yes, yeah, OK. Uh, I'm still on. (laughs) Yes, you are. Ashley says, if it is a worthwhile cultural holiday where they will learn something, then I do not see an issue about it. And I intend to take my children out for that purpose. But not for beach skiing holidays. Those are for break times. Yes, it costs extra, but that's just the way it is. Education is important for our children. If you want them to be able to afford decent holidays in their future, they should be studying hard too. Seriously, Ashley, a week... Five days of reading The Wife of Bath. Five days of, of looking at population growth in Addis Ababa. Really? Can I suggest an educational experience? Please do. Teaching your children to save up. You can't always have it straight away. We won't go on holiday this year, but we're saving this up. Fam- but th- this is where your argument falls on its what, um, don't save up. backside. This family have not had a family holiday for five years years. It's not like they're going off skiing every half term and then and then going to Sharm El Sheikh. They have not had a family holiday for five years. How much are they saving by going in term time? If it's about money. How much are they saving by going in term time? It's not necessarily bit, about money. Apparently. It's about when they can So take... why didn't they pay the fine if it was that important? I mean, just soulless. Glenn's in Leighton Buzzard. You've got an idea for better radio, Glenn. Is it getting back um, either Tara or Laura as producers? 
No, what I was thinking is, is because we did a bit of a music quiz the other day. Oh, it was good, that. What a lot of fun. Yeah, and why don't you do the quiz show? Uh, the quiz show. Find the intro. Oh. And uh, we can have a guess what it is. Um, okay, so, but we'd have to play the theme music. Yeah. See, I don't think we've got... We, we haven't got much TV theme music. Let me just have a look. Uh, I have. Have you? I've got a double CD of all themes, yeah. Well, it doesn't help us now, does it? No, I know that. that that's... But I can, I, can, I can forward it to you. Well, you forward it to me, and when we get really, really desperate, that's exactly what we'll do. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh. The other thing is, I took my children out of school when I went to the States. Yeah. Because it was going to cost me about £1,800 more if I'd have took them out in the school holidays. Yeah. So they had chicken pox. Okay. Listen, Kelly Betts has not quite understood the rules of the game. You want to play the, the quiz show theme tune game? Correct, yes. Well, we've not got the quiz shows, but we've got theme tunes. Okay, go on then. Okay, here we go. Let's have a. Uh, can you tell me what this is? Ooh. Ooh. Sounds like the sounds like a stylus hitting a record. No, can't do it. You can't do it. No, sorry. Really? I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. give I'll give you uh, uh, another go. Two more See, seconds. Here you go. See if you can guess what the A team theme is. No. No, you got. I think I think you're just dragging a pencil across you the think, table. Okay, let's have one more go. See if you can guess what the. Uh, here we go. Let me just cue it up again because it's in the the wrong place. See if you can guess here what the A team theme music is. Are you ready? No. You got sorry. it. You not got it. Okay, no. one one more go. It's the A team theme music. See if you can guess what it is. The A team. Whoa! How on earth did you get that? Oh, uh, I didn't hear it very well. I do apologise. That was great. I like that program. They always made mega things, didn't they, out of the uh, or uh, whoever got shot and killed. They they, 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 got, they made things out of cabbages. I seem to remember as a weapon. What, Glenn? Thank you very much indeed. It's not it's not a thing we'll carry on, but I appreciate that. On the subject of holidays, it's Stephen Hitchin. Yes, Steve. Hi, Ian. I've got a great idea regarding the holidays, a win-win situation. Oh, win-win. We like win-win. Yeah, well, you know the last week of term that the teachers sit around doing nothing and watching the kids play games and doing nothing educational? They could actually move back to the middle of the term and let people take time off. So, hang on, say that again. The last week of most terms, yeah. the teachers do absolutely nothing, sit around chatting, watching the kids play games. They bring games Oh, yes, yeah, so do they still do that? OK, yes. Yes, they certainly do. And, um, well, what a complete waste of time. There's no educational purpose for that. There is a lot of winding down and let's let's all take down the pictures, isn't there? Yes. Yeah, far too much, you know? It's just teachers again trying to get an easy life, aren't they? They have all their holidays. They can wind down in those. Why spoil it for others and have to pay ridiculous money? Let them take the kids out. They miss nothing. What do they actually do in a day? You know, very little. I think you an hour's homework per day. They'll catch up. No problem at all. No problem at all. Steve, thank you very much indeed. Um, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? You you, you do want uh, that last week of term. I remember it being a dos. But hey, I went to school twenty five years ago. That's mad. When you can look back on something you did a quarter of a century ago and you were fully sentient. Well, Justin Dilley will be talking to teachers before nine o'clock to get their uh, uh, opinions on it. If you are a teacher, 08459 455 555. 
let me know. What do you think? I, I genuinely don't think there is a problem with taking your kids out of school for a week. I think a holiday, whether it's to, to Dorset, to the Norfolk Broads, or to Spain, or to America, I, I, I think it's an education in itself. It's a life education. It's a, it should be encouraged by schools. Schools should be making it as easy as possible. I'm not going nuts. You're not taking a month out. Two weeks maximum a year. A week, ideally. You can learn so much. You can enrich your life. 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's a quarter to nine. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise still very slow between junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. The A41 uh, heading south in Kings Langley is queuing as you approach the M25. The A1M southbound slow going between junction 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage. On public transport, southern Virgin Trains and London Midlands have delays of up to 25 minutes via Milton's Keynes after a broken down train at Tring earlier. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. Right, it's 8.46 or thereabouts. It's Wednesday the 15th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Police and Crime Commissioner for Bedfordshire says he's learnt his lesson after being reprimanded for giving away confidential information. A woman from Bedford who ran up a huge legal bill over a council tax row is now having to live in a tent. In football, Luton Town have been knocked out of the FA Trophy in a 1-0 home defeat by Cambridge. Coming up, we'll, Justin Dealey will be talking to teachers about taking kids out of school. And also there's uh, 15 minutes left and two lines free. If you want to give me a call, now is the best time to do it. 08 459 455 555. Maybe we'll talk after the weather with Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's been rather a murky start to the day. There's some cloud, but it was a warm front that brought the rain overnight and into the early hours of tomorrow morning. It's introduced some milder air, so the temperature's already around 10 Celsius in some parts. It'll get a little bit warmer perhaps today, but not much. Staying in double figures, though. Further outbreaks of rain, but it, like I say, it will remain mild. Overnight, the return of some more persistent rain, maybe some heavier bursts in there as well, turning a little more uh, patchy towards dawn tomorrow morning. It's a cold front that moves through, but it does introduce some clearer air so tomorrow is looking a bit brighter we'll at least see some sunshine but there will be some sharp showers accompanied by some rather gusty winds that's your forecast thank you very much just in response to that last caller we had adam says on uh, twitter anti-teacher bloke is a my wife works 14 hours a day as a primary teacher with marking and planning and is paid for five fuming well, phone number, have you say if you want, 08459 455 555. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday between 12 and 3, I'm here with a little bit of celebrity. My geography teacher at school resurrected a jazz standard song, which was Won't You Come Home, Bill Bailey. It made me dedicate myself to be trying to be better. I always felt that I wasn't quite good enough. Expert advice. Absolutely, you've got it. You've nailed it. I am so 
happy. Thank you. And loads of really great music. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, this really has got you fired up. I, I, you know it's going to be a good... I know it's going to be a good topic when Catherine and I are having a genuine argument, as we are this morning. Yeah, but we're still friends. What, not when you say it in that that voice. No, it's just that. Yeah, some but we're still getting, friends, all right. Some, some people are getting quite rude or insinuating that you're bullying me. Neither is the case. You don't like the rudeness, do you? No. I've had to deal with it for forty years of my life. <laughs> I know. I don't know how you do. When that bloke called me a silly little girl, I thought I'm thirty six and a mother of two. Who's he? Old father time. At what point am I a grown up? Thirty six. <laughs> okay, mate. Whatever. Pete says on the email, Ian, I know what's best for my kids, and this ah, this is a great point because it agrees with me. (laughs) (laughs) I know what's best for my kids, not some bureaucratic, jumped-up, tin-pot dictator in a school. Is that what teachers are? I also know what's best for me. So when I took my kids out of school for two days last year, I lied and said they were ill. uh, That that I'm not sure I agree with. I, I do think that honesty is the best policy. I hear Catherine, sorry if it's the wrong spelling, it is, she does it with a K. Doesn't matter. Saying, what message does that send out to your kids? A simple one. Don't tell the truth like Stuart and Natasha Sutherland did, or the faceless system will engulf you. Have a nice day, Pete. I'm not sure about the lying, Pete. I, 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 I know what you're saying, and I know why you've done it. I'm not necessarily sure that's the best thing. I'm, I am doing my best to bring up my boys to be honest. And we, we, we don't really have secrets in our house either. Christmas presents and birthday presents, that's kind of as far as our secrets go. I won't have secrets from, you know, from their mum. Also, if you lie, yeah. you know kids talk at school. Yeah. It's going to come yes. out. It's going to come out. C'est un good point. I know. How would I say that in French? C'est un bon point. Uh, bon point. Oh, Catherine. Oh, my degree's gone. Justin Dealey. Yes, exactly. Justin Dealey, whereabouts are you? Good morning, boss. I'm in uh, Aspley Guys. I've uh, been outside the lower school. been talking to parents. Some, uh, some very interesting audio coming up about this. Uh, take a listen to this. Now, Alison, interestingly enough, you're taking all three of your children away in May during school time. Why are you doing that? Because it's just too expensive to go in the school holidays to pay for five airline tickets. We couldn't afford to do it unless we took them during term time. So you're willing to pay that fine? You don't feel guilty at all for taking your children away during school time? No, because it's a holiday of a lifetime. It's not like we would do it every year. But, you know, it'd be a wonderful experience for them that they wouldn't get otherwise. And your children would not be going away full stop if you had to pay the prices during the six-week holiday? They certainly wouldn't be going to Florida, no. So what do you think has got to happen here? Because if you're still willing to pay this fine, the holiday prices are still very, very high. What's got to happen? Have the government got to step in and and do something about these firms? It would be nice if they did step in. Um, I know there's lots of talk about changing the school terms to give you more opportunity to go away. Um, It's just not possible. If you've got lots of children, um, you just can't afford to go in the summer holidays. And again, just lastly, you're not worried about your children missing out on their education for those couple of weeks? No, we're only taking them out for a week. We do lots of work at home as parents. Um, You know, I think the experience they'll get by going to another country outweighs that. So there you go. I think uh, you've been talking this morning about this in detail, but uh, uh, there you've heard it at first hand through the parents. Um, that's why they're doing it, because, uh, you know, in, in her words, this is a holiday of a lifetime, and had the children be going away during the six-week period, well, they wouldn't be going away because of the prices. So, so that's what the parents are saying, Ian. I've also been talking to Melanie Mercer, who's the head teacher. So, Melanie, how much are, are parents fine then, for, for taking their children out of term? 
I don't believe it's very much money compared to the cheapness that they get for new for holidays with uh, travel companies at the moment. It's something like £60, which isn't very much when they can save £1,000 with, say, Thomas Cook or what have you for going in term time. And you're being told you've got to be tough here. Yes, definitely. The government is laying a very firm hand on anybody who takes children away from learning. Do you feel for the parents at all, though, because the prices are so expensive during the school holidays, aren't they? I can understand the dilemma, but obviously as a head teacher, I can see the importance of learning. And whereas some parents feel that a child of five, it doesn't matter that they miss their learning, I can see the difference when a child returns and how dis- disturbed they are by the change in their learning. Mm. So they are learning different things on holiday. That's, that is the dilemma, that they do have an education while away because they're learning about a different culture, a different environment. Also having good quality time with their families is so important but on the other hand there are an awful lot of school holidays when they can do that there are 13 weeks they could do that so any parents thinking right now about taking their children out and and paying that fine your advice would be quite simply don't do it don't do it because you also have your name on a record it's not just the fine. Oh. Your name is on a record oh. somewhere for having broken the rules. Oh, dear. There you go, oh, Ian. So can both I, can sides I, can of the kids. story. Mm. Boy, oh, boy, was I surprised when I found out... You know, Oh, it's going to go on your permanent record. Yep. There is no permanent record. It does not <laughs> exist. Oh, no. So you miss a, sc- a week of school at the age of five, it's going to go on your record. Kids, it doesn't affect... It. You're not going to go to a job interview yeah. and they go, we're going to offer you the job. Can I just see your school record? Ah, uh, no. Yeah, it says here... When you were nine, you were took two weeks off school to go to Magaluf. I'm really mm. sorry, we can't employ you. That is, I cannot believe teachers are still trotting out that hollow threat. The thing is, though, Ian, the system is flawed because you are still allowed to take your child out of school during term time for exceptional circumstances. So you could have a parent going to Melanie there, who was the head teacher of Aspley Guys, and saying, there's been a death in the family, I need to take my child out of school for a week. Now, you would think that will be signed off. Well, then that family could then take their child to, let's say, Cornwall for a week and the school may never find out. So the system technically is still flawed, in my opinion. It's an elaborate scenario you weave, Justin. But do you know what I'm saying, though? I, I know it's, exactly it's, it's what that you're saying. Yes. If parents want to do it, they can probably still get away with it without having to pay the fine. Justin, uh, excellent work today, mate. Thank you very much Thank indeed. You. By the way, Wednesday, your show's on Sunday. Do, we, do you know who your guest is going to be? Yeah? Uh, Saturday, on sorry. On Saturday, I'm not totally sure yet. To be quite honest with you, it's been a busy week so far. I've not even thought about the show, well, but by okay. tomorrow, I should have an answer. Saturday mornings between 9 and 12, if you want to listen to Justin, and we'll, we'll talk about that more tomorrow. Layla's and Milton Keynes. Layla, what's your take on this, please? Uh, well, I'm a teacher, or a kind of a former teacher who's now planning on home educating uh, my two and a half year old son and actually I think that you you don't really miss all that much uh, it's hard for the teachers if you have 30 kids all taking different holidays that would be really difficult but I, I mean I missed six weeks of school when I was seven because I broke my leg and I certainly didn't have much teaching in hospital and I managed to get nine GCSEs and four A levels and a degree and the rest of it so, as a teacher, what age group were you teaching? Uh, well, I, I teach um, used to teach kids in secondary school with special needs, and then also um, I'm a qualified primary teacher. Okay, so so, so if kids, and it's slightly different with, with special needs kids, but if kids took a week off or two weeks off and came back, could did they find it difficult to catch up, or was it was it quite easy? I think 
I mean, sometimes it's difficult for them to catch up in terms of do they know what story you were reading the week before or do they know which sound you did the week before. But as you, uh, as was sort of pointed out just a minute ago, that actually a few years down the line, does that really make a difference? So it's hard to catch up, but actually is it all that important to catch oh, up on those specific weeks? And wouldn't it? a responsible parent as well say, mm. look, we're going to go away for a week. Just, just don't, don't go crazy, but can you just give us a little bit of work that, that, that Steve and um, Maxine... I've, I've used up all my good <laughs> kids' names, names on mine. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Can you, could you just give us a little bit of work that they can do just before they go to bed? A response, or, or what books are they going to be reading? Just give us a book so that they, they can read something while they're on holiday. A responsible parent would do that, wouldn't they? Well, definitely. And I, I think that there's a lot of education that, that should happen outside of school anyway. And I used to kind of have some parents who would come up and ask, sort of go too far the other way and be asking for extra work and extra maths and extra this, that and the other. And, and I'd, I'd kind of say, well, take them to the shops and let them pay for the shopping or do some baking with them, let them help you measure stuff. That's all education. It doesn't have to be about sitting down and doing, you know, a worksheet. Oh, you're good. I wish you'd been my teacher, Leila. Thank you very much indeed. Tony's in Bedford. Probably the last call on this. Tony, what, what do you think? Yeah, hi. Uh, I don't have any children myself, uh, so I pay an awful lot of tax to educate other people's children, and I don't mind them going away. Uh, can't actually see the point of, uh, you know, finding a parent. Where does that help the child? And then doubling the fine does you know where why are we fining anybody you know aren't we paying enough into the system where does the money go and also I mean, is I'm it, a bit confused and also the point that, that, that Catherine and a couple of uh, texts have made is it is 60 quid if you're saving 500 a thousand pounds on a holiday it's worth doing isn't it well i'll be honest with you yeah the answer is yeah but what i'm saying is why are you fining anybody what, what good does that do? Uh, you know, there is an awful lot to gain from it. I've travelled all over the world, and I've got to be honest with you, that's an education in itself, wherever you go. Um, I just don't understand why you're finding people, they're already struggling, right, to get their kids somewhere nice. I mean, I just don't understand it. They're going to have a lifetime, right, of where you're getting up in the morning and... You know, you've got to work. We all have to do it. Um, So I don't don't understand this business of where you're finding someone, then you're finding them again, right? For what? Tony, thank you very much indeed. Doesn't it sound depressing when you just boil it down to that? You're going to have a lifetime of getting up in the morning and going to work. Oh, it's, it's made me feel sad. Or exciting. No. Stepping up to your responsibilities, taking control of your life. It, it wasn't exciting this morning when I woke up at ten to four. I thought, oh. But you're reliable. You didn't swing the lead. Thank you. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've had a call in from Jane in Haddenham. King's Cross is partially blocked heading west because of a car fire at Churchway. The A1M southbound still slow between Junction 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage. The M25 struggling between 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. On public transport, Southern Virgin Trains and London Midlands have delays of up to 20 minutes on services via Milton Keynes. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. Excellent stuff today. 
thank you for all of your calls. Uh, we're going to put out a, a, a section of the Ollie Martins uh, interview as an audio boo, so you can hear that. The definition of awkward radio. We'll put the whole thing in the podcast this week as well. JBS is up next until tomorrow at six from me. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. It's Wednesday, it's nine o'clock. Welcome to the JVS Show. And on today's big phone-in, are parents who split up, letting their children down? A senior Conservative has told journalists divorced and 